What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? I'm eating again, so don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, just, lead, just lead away for the mic, and it'll be okay when, you, when you're chewing. Uh, of course, back half of the show today, uh, we are going to be talking all about WrestleMania uh, that emanated from New Jersey last night. Uh, <laughs> That's an interesting word to use for something emanating from jersey yes well i mean lots of things emanate from jersey um smell wise like fecal matter (laughs) (laughs) uh for my money it was a pretty good show but like i said we will uh we will we will get there later uh we're also going to talk about the 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 biggest story in gaming all last week uh and go deep into that as well uh before we get to that uh not a new game that i've been playing this week but i did Uh, Pick up the Astro C40 controller, which came out last week. Uh, I've been spending a little bit of time with it uh, in this, you know, week or so since I've had it. Um, Here it is right here for those of you watching the video version. Um, I will say that I like this way better uh, than the Scuff Vantage controller that came out a couple of months ago. Um, Mostly because the buttons on the back are actually, actually make sense where they're positioned. They actually loop down to the handles, as you guys can see much like the Elite controller does, whereas the Scuff Vantage are straight down the back. Um, the app that you use on the computer uh, is a little bit more robust and easier to use than the Scuff uh, programming stuff is. Um, it just it feels good in the hand. Um, Terrence, you'll be pleased. I have my analog stick and D-pad offset. Uh, Wait, can, you, 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 can you yes. decide? Yeah, so, this, you, so you put like that. Yeah, this this faceplate actually comes off, and you can move around the the stick modules uh, to your heart's content. So you put basically. it that way. I did put it that way. Okay. We'll see. So so, that, so, this, so that it proves that it is the better design. No, it's the better design in this but, controller because you see this controller. Okay. Okay. Go is ahead. wider, so it's more comfortable. <laughs> it's built so, like an Xbox controller. Right. It's built like okay. an Xbox yeah. controller. Okay. There you go. Exactly. So it's more comfortable on that so controller to have it better. to have it set up that way. Better. <laughs> more comfortable. Um, it also has uh, it has some trigger stops on the back, which are nice uh, for playing FPSs. You can actually adjust the travel distance of both the analog sticks and the triggers as well, um, and you can adjust them in five different positions, which is kind of insane. Um, it's got two presets on there, which you can pre-program the buttons and the sticks however you want to. It's a solid-ass controller. Um, as usual with these things, I don't necessarily know if it's really worth the price that they're asking for it, which in this case is $199.99. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Said two two Hondo. Two Hondo. Um, That's unacceptable. It's a lot. I mean, there's no doubt it's a lot. Like I said, we all balked at the price of the uh, Xbox Elite controller when it came out, right? That's one fifty, right? And this is this is even more expensive. Um, but I would say between the two, like if you're if you've been looking at getting a Pro controller and uh, debating between the Scuff Vantage or the C40, I would definitely say the C40 uh, is the better of those two options. Uh, I may or may not do a full review on this. I don't know if I can do it justice, uh, but we will we will see. If we do, it'll be on YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels. So. You guys can uh, can look out for that. But yeah, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it is making me play better, even though I'm not yet 100% comfortable with the controller. My stats and destiny have been going up. So I, I, that, I'm, I'm attributing that to the controller uh, at least a little bit. So like have, having reload back there and having dodge back there um, has been very convenient and handy 
Yeah, it's really convenient. Like I bought the Elite um, way back when, and I played uh, <clears throat> Destiny on it, and it's really convenient to be able to like revive people and aim and shoot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to jump and shoot. Yeah, I kind of I think I might need one because I play so much Apex. Like I'm pretty sure that would come in come in handy. <laughs> it probably would. And and this one for some reason doesn't have the same like learning curve than the scuff did. The thing the thing that was tricky with this one is like the first couple matches that I played, I would literally like play a match, figure out like what I liked and didn't like, and then plug it mm-hmm. into the computer and tweak settings. And then I'd go back in and play a match and figure out where I was at and then plug it back into the com- computer and tweak settings on it, basically. Like I, I went back and forth a couple times to try and find like what worked really well for me personally. Um, but the fact that it gives you that range of customization uh, super helpful. Like I said, the Elite Controller is much the same way if you have an Xbox One. Um, I think it has a lot of the same features, uh, if not all the same features that this one has as well. So yeah, C40, it's solid. Um, again, if you're looking for one, I would say that's the one to get uh, on the market right now. So anything new for you guys at all or still same, same shit? Uh same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing anything new. All right. Well then we'll move on. So speaking speaking of new, if you're looking for something new, uh, here's some new release highlights for the week. So Dangerous Driving, uh, which is a spiritual sequel to the Burnout franchise. It actually has a lot of the same developers that worked on Burnout when it was with Criterion. Uh, that's coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the reviews say it's <laughs> little it's a little threadbare uh, in terms of features, but the, the gameplay feels very Burnout-esque. So if you've been looking for a new Burnout game, uh, you might want to check out Dangerous Driving. Uh, no online play at launch. Apparently that's coming later. Um, but like I said, the, the single-player campaign has a decent amount of modes and, and different types of gameplay in it. Uh, another Earth Defense Force game, this one called Iron Rain, is coming out to PS4 this week. Uh, they still make them. <laughs> apparently like they're 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 making them like on the indie budget now because they're pumping them out like once every year and a half or so okay so i mean people like them they're, it's a cult it has a cult following for sure uh falcon age comes to playstation 4 and playstation vr uh phoenix Wright, the ace attorney trilogy comes to ps4 and nintendo switch so, so if you want to play the first three uh, Phoenix Wright games from the DS. Now you can now play those on console. And uh, our pick for the week, obviously, is going to be Airport Simulator 2019 coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Because if there is a job in this world, this company is apparently going to make a simulator game for it. <laughs> what is the Toplitz Productions? Uh, yeah, it's. I'm assuming it's the same folks that make all the simulator games because it has the same font on the cover as yeah. all of the simulator games do. Apparently, this one you're running in airports and working in like baggage, I guess, and checking in people's you know luggage and airport simulator 2019 places you as the manager of a major international airport your duties range from planning and allocating personnel to procuring and maintaining a vehicle fleet facility maintenance and handing handling ever larger <laughs> aircraft from a variety of airlines I fell asleep Sorry. i can't i can't remember if our buddy uh if our buddy jason who's in the fan group listens to this show but if he does i'm gonna need him to get airport simulator <laughs> and tell us how true to life that game is oh shit so he works for a major airline and he can he can let us know 
So those are your new release highlights for this week. Obviously, if you're going to get one, uh, check out Dangerous Driving. Uh, but read reviews first before you, <clears throat> before you go. I saw in. some video of it. I'm like, this looks like an arcade game. How much is it? Uh, that is a great question. I don't know off the top That'd of my head. Damn if I... Oh, and apparently if you have a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, uh, it runs at 60 FPS. So, Wow. So that's, nice a, that's a selling point. 60 on a regular fucking, but no, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it needs the extra power, Terrence. Yeah, okay. You have a bucks. Pro. What the fuck do you care? I know. No, I do. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's, it's, 40, it's 40 bucks. So. Seems kind of steep. It does seem a little expensive. <laughs> might, <laughs> might might wait for a sale. Right. I'm like, might wait for I've a sale. Seen now. I've seen it in motion. Yeah, I've got I've got the uh, I I caught the uh, the Burnout Paradise like like remaster for five dollars when it was yeah. on sale. I'm, yeah. I'm I think I'm good. <laughs> right. It looks the same. It looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, gra- gra- graphics are not the games though, so uh, sure, uh, so. Burnout Paradise really holds up man <laughs> it does surprisingly <laughs> so moving on from there uh, to our quick hit news stories of the week uh, Borderlands 3 has a release date of September 13th uh, coming of course to PS4, Xbox One and PC but only on the Epic Game Store until June 2020 which some people are really upset about Darn. as they go along what are you going to do? Sucks. Guess you're just gonna have to download another client, <laughs> or or you can do what we'll talk about in the next story. Um, uh, there's gonna be four different versions of the game, of course, uh, sixty, eighty, a hundred, and two hundred and fifty dollar editions. Uh, of course, the two fifty edition is the Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition, which I believe is already sold out. Um, comes with in a loot box uh, with ten collectible figures, cloth map, vault keychains, uh, and that is exclusive to GameStop in the U.S. Uh, the box art looks pretty sweet, I would say, uh, for Borderlands 3. Pretty cool-looking uh, box art. And I'm glad that it's coming uh, relatively sooner rather than later. So, so sure I was, was last week I was uh, not um, like as enthused. I'm enthused, but not as enthused as everyone else. And this week I'm here to tell you that I pre-ordered the $100 dish. <laughs> 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 the surprise of absolutely nobody. <laughs> so, yeah. I played a little bit of uh, Borderlands 2 again. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have the... Um, I bought the Handsome Collection a long time ago. And I was like, this don't look... This don't look good. I thought they said they they patched this thing. No, you oh, gotta did, go. Did you, you play after the patch? You gotta physically download the patch, which is fifteen gigs. Shit. So, <laughs> so I did that, and yeah, it does look uh, it does look better. Everything just looks sharper, and um, that art style. I mean, they they hit uh, they struck gold with that art style because that art style is very. Uh, not not minimalist, but it's it's a it's a style that kind of transcends you know what it, capability. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Nintendo develops like a Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like they're not they're not looking to they're not looking to uh, uh, show off the power via like little incre- incremental details in certain things, but everything about it looks good. You know. I too have been playing a little bit of two lately, just because I have the itch again with all the you know trailers and yeah, stuff like, around it. 
like I just I'm I'm scared that I'll burn myself out because oh no I'm not I'm not like I'm not like playing playing it like I picked up my old save and I've just been fucking running around yeah and fucking about so yeah wasn't that old save to pull up yeah I know yeah we don't need to come to this ground again (laughs) yeah poor bastard real fun if I had an old save to go it was like fifteen bucks for the um, the handsome Jack collection last week I don't know it's still maybe you should get the. If it's on sale, you should get it and play the pre-sequel. Pre-sequel is pretty fun. Too. I never played the pre-sequel. I never did either, and I have no desire to at all. It's it's pretty fun. It does feel like a side story, you know. It, I mean? It's like, it's a it's Bioshock too. It's yeah. literally Bioshock too. They literally yeah. did the same thing they did with Bioshock too. They I think they even gave it to the same studio <laughs> that made Bioshock too. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So. But yes, but, that's that's coming real soon. Mike already has it pre-ordered. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> no Come one's on, no man. one's surprised. Um, and like I mentioned, PC users are very upset that uh it's coming to the Epic Game Store exclusively because I guess they don't want Gearbox to make as much money as they can, so they want you know them to take Steam's smaller cut of, of revenue. Uh so to show how upset they are. Uh, because they can't review review bomb Borderlands three because the game's not out yet. They've taken to review bombing uh, the other Borderlands games that are on Steam, uh, but now Steam has used their new policy, uh, where they're basically uh, just fucking ignoring those reviews. Uh, Borderlands Two is the first game to get Steam's off-topic review activity flag. Uh, basically, any reviews that came after April third, uh, they've not aggregated into their into their score for the game that they have. Fuck off. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, we we don't these these are off-topic reviews that we don't feel like will influence your opinion about the game when well, you play it. That's basically their uh, we'll their, and we've said it several times. You know, white men are fucking stupid because you know it's this them. Like we don't give a fuck about that nonsense, man. Like yo, yo, talk to your people, John. Please, I'll I'll bring it up the next meeting, um, please, because they get into my goddamn nerves. Like for real. I mean, I, I understand. I think the Epic Game Store is like missing a lot of just. It is, and that's, that that's, will probably that's why, add into later. But like as it stands now, it's super bare bones. That's why people kind of hate it. That's why people are upset with it yeah. because is because it's new and literally Epic put out what is called in the business world a minimum viable product, where it like it function it does the base it does what functionality that it can do with no bells and whistles. And like Terrence said, that stuff will be coming down the road. Uh, but people are upset in the meantime that uh, they can't get all the features that Steam has for their games that they want to play. And again, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. But uh, again, I don't, I don't think your qualm is with Epic, though. Your qualm should be with Steam. Like, if you, if you want to play your games on Steam, tell Steam to be more competitive with the Epic Game Store revenue right. sharing. Right. I, I just don't... Um, I don't know. But I don't, I, don't think, I don't think user review should be a thing either. <laughs> I, really I really don't. I really don't. Or they could be a thing, but like they shouldn't be like aggregated and then yeah, they don't up, give it an aggregate score, right? Next held up average. next to professional critic scores. Micah, you can't get people to read a professional critic's review. You think you're going to get someone to skim through a hundred user reviews if they don't have a fucking star rating next to it? it? Look, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, like you can have your reviews, you can have your star rated reviews, but if you really don't trust these critics and you really want to see what the 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 great unwashed masses think about a video game, no, you should have to wade through it. You should have to wade through all of that. And I agree. 
And and because look, you're only doing it to find something that already fits your preconceived notion. That's also true. Yeah. That's right. Point. So just no, you should have to go find that shit. Go fishing for the go fishing for the review that you want to justify your hundred dollar purchase. Okay, I got really a personal request. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with movies, man. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't like. I don't like user reviews. I just don't like the the whole practice of review bombing. It seems fucking stupid to me. It's yeah, because what's it gonna and do? Talk to you people, yeah, and it's them. Like, come on, yo, I got I got bigger problems to worry about than a fucking. I gotta I gotta open up another fucking client on my PC to get a game to work. Shut up. I mean, you can you can you can remedy this honestly just by only letting approved purchasers review the game. Like like if you have a record of purchasing the the item, then you can review it. If not, then you can't. <clears throat> so. I think I think it's not a perfect solution, but I think that's the I think that's the best one. And look, I don't think I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes would institute such a thing, but if they could, that would be fucking awesome. Just eliminate it. Just stand your ticket. (laughs) 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 So uh, Microsoft is rumored to be working on an Xbox Games Pass Ultimate tier, uh, which would combine Games Pass and games or and Xbox Live Gold rather. Uh, reportedly, uh, it would be priced at fourteen ninety nine per month, which is a five dollar premium on top of the regular nine ninety nine a month that you would be paying for Xbox Live or for Games Pass, for that matter. Um, and I'm assuming that they would probably have some sort of annual version as well, uh, if you wanted to save money that way as well. Xbox uh, fifty bucks a year, uh, sixty a year. Mm-hmm. You get like eighty. I mean, you can make it one twenty. It's still a hell of a deal because doesn't make it like hundred. Yeah, isn't Games Pass like? Uh, can, you buy, can you buy that uh, in more than one month increments? Um, I think so. Okay, it's possible. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, here we go. So apparently, according to um, I, according to the article that we're reading here on Polygon, um, to to do Games Pass monthly and get Xbox Live for a year would cost one eighty. Um, so like if they if they could combine the two services, a hundred dollars sounds like a good number. Yeah. Uh, for what they want to do. So yes, that might be coming soon. And it makes sense. Uh, it's rumored to coincide with the release of the uh, of the digital-only Xbox One SKU. Uh, that's supposed to be coming next month, I think. Uh, that was reported. So, uh, Fallout 76, back in the news. Uh, they yeah, once folks. promised that they would never sell pay-to-win items in their real money shop. Well, their players are saying that they have gone back on that promise. Apparently, they have added repair kits into the in-game store, which allow you to patch up your armor uh, so that you can keep it in use, basically. Uh, And now they're selling those for real money. And so fans of the game are saying that they went back on their cosmetic-only, no-pay-to-win promise that they made when they first started the game. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. even know why people are still playing this fucking game. <laughs> to be I mean, look, it's it's getting fixed. Uh, the Is launch <laughs> was really bad, but it's been uh, it's been being repaired as most games like that tend to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a nice they had a nice time outside of the limelight, thanks to yeah, thanks, thanks to Anthem. Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, God damn, thank God these niggas fucked up. <laughs> but now here they are selling repair kits. So apparently, uh, the you can, you can get them in the game. Without- yes, you can purchasing them but like and i think they said there are two types of repair kits yes there's a premium repair kit which can only be earned in the game yeah, through and quests then, and then yeah. there's the regular one which is not as good uh but that you can buy for real money bucks so i'm not buying a repair okay 
fucking microtransactions are really starting to hurt the fuck out me. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying them, but like just the fact that they're there. You I don't know, even, nerves. I don't even mind that they're there, right? Because that's just the nature of how this business has evolved. Like, just don't lie about it, yo. Like, just don't, just don't be like, no, we're never doing that. And then just turn around and do it. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to remember. Like, well, it's literally people's job to remember this stuff. Well, I was laughing because, like, you could, so you can make the argument that, like, the, these repair kits, and, and, and this point came from, uh, Jim Sterling released a video this week about this. So you can make the argument that repair kits are not pay to win because they're not. Like, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they're helping repair your armor. It's not giving you a leg up in the game or it's not giving you, like, a power advantage in the game. But the game companies have kind of fucked themselves because they've gone so far in making the point that, oh, our microtransactions are okay because it's just cosmetic items that right. anything outside of just cosmetics now constitutes pay to win because they've gone so far, you know, they've gone out of their way to, you know, say, Hey, it's just cosmetics guys, just cosmetics that now when you do something different, people are like, Hey, wait a second. That's <clears throat> not just cosmetics that you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. But, if, but if, if a game is just PVE mm-hmm. and it has microtransactions, that aren't just cosmetic. Is that really pay to win? Uh, I mean, well, Fallout seventy six is not just PVE. There is a PVP. No, it's element. PVP. I know. Yeah, in the game, terrible PVP. Element. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true. But I mean, no. But I'm saying, if it's if it were just a PVE game, and it's got like microtransactions where you can buy like better armor or whatever the fuck, would that be considered pay to pay to win? Since you're not technically re- playing against another player, I mean, it's you're paying the you're paying the win. You are paying the win, game. but like. You're kind of fucking yourself over. Or you're, I mean, you're fast-tracking your, yourself to something you may have been able to earn. I mean, do you have a problem with being able to buy red orbs in uh, DMC5? No, not at all. Okay. I didn't buy them. I found a, found a fucking exploit, and I got like $7 million in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's gonna, obviously, that's, so it looks like that that's going to vary from, from person to person. Then. Right. So... Uh, so, I mean, so, some people would take the stance that if you're not if you're not shitting on anyone else's plate, that you know, fucking do you? Who cares? Like, if yeah, you spend a like, you know million dollars on a game just for your your enjoyment, then go for it. Right. It's like having a game genie. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It is kind of like having a game genie. Why didn't anyone bitch about the game genie when we were kids? We all had the awesome thing ever. Uh, because look at all this cool shit you can do by breaking <laughs> your game. <laughs> There were a couple of games that I only beat thanks to the game genie. Yeah, I, pay, I paid to win those games. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like I'm the asshole. For you young people, a game genie is what you would call on PC a trainer, except where the trainer is actually kind of exploiting. Like the game genie really just fucked your game up. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to be careful how you saved and stuff like that, man. Because yeah. yeah, it would it, it would hack your game for you. And like I said, thanks to us whales buying our game genies, the Galoob <laughs> Corporation is now the multinational conglomerate that they are today. They're not. They went out of business back in the early 90s. So <laughs> obviously not enough to, to keep them in, in front. The, what, a, what a company name, too. Galoob. Galoob. When you said Galoob, not like, that just brought back a memory. <laughs> like, God damn. Oh, my goodness. I used to love the game genie. Man, could you imagine if, the, if we had the internet when the game genie was around? That would have been awesome. Jesus All those extra Christ. codes you could have gotten, yeah. Said so you just had the little book that it came with. That was it. That's all you got. <laughs> that you could all you could send away. You could send away for the supplement that they came out with after the fact, where they added more codes uh, to the other games. Uh, so, yeah, 
You said the, the, you said the mail in for that shit. Nineteen fifty-seven, <laughs> <laughs> and it was defunct in nineteen ninety-eight as a toy company. They were up for a long time. And they were. The game, you, you could argue the Game Genie ruined their business. Put them, <laughs> put them, put them on the street. They were fine until the Game Genie came along. The Galoob logo looks surprisingly like the Nintendo logo. It probably wasn't an accident. Oh, right. I mean, they're, they're, they're stealing and hacking everything else. You might as well just steal the Nintendo logo. <laughs> so speaking of Nintendo... Thank you for the uh, for the transition segue. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online customers can now play uh, Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels uh, and Punch Out, featuring Mr. Dream. If you have the Nintendo Switch Online app, so of course if you subscribe uh, to Nintendo Switch Online, you can download the app, which lets you play classic NES games. Uh, I would imagine at some point in Punch Out, they will probably add a direct line to the Mr. Dream fight, where you can get punched in the face and lose in five seconds because you won't know what the fuck you're doing. But is the Mr. Dream fight the same as uh, the Mike Tyson code? Yes, it is. Uh, I, I just remember 007. Yes, it is. Because yep. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, this is good. I might. Uh, my mother used to love Punch Out. I'm sorry. Uh, did she love watching, or she actually played it? No, she played it. She played it. I mean, she, look, she only got the Piston Honda. The first, <laughs> the, first, the first version of Piston Honda. He was like the second character like the second and third right he was the third okay it was glass joe it was uh the the german guy oh von Von, kaiser yeah von kaiser it was piston honda and then it was don flamingo and then i think it was um king hippo those are the only ones i remember in that order but i think my wife might might like punch out because uh you know punch out is just pattern recognition right like like it doesn't take uh it doesn't take much but I I love that until game. You get well, until yeah, until you get to Mike Dyson, then I mean your pattern your pattern recognition has to be in tune with your reflexes, <laughs> and that's just too much brain power for yours truly. So I never did beat Mike Dyson. Uh, neither neither did I. <laughs> and I know good. I had, no a, I had a friend that could beat that motherfucker like it was nothing. Mm. I hate that nigga for that. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> he's probably a Mensa student. <laughs> so don't feel bad. He's, he's, he's sitting around with Professor Xavier and Mr. Fantastic and the rest of the geniuses. Um, I might, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing this racist ass game. I, 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 uh, I, I really, what is it about like combat, like world combat that just brings out like the racist creativity, man? Like, only from, only from Japan, though. Only for yo, Japan is super racist. Yo, the first guy you fight is French, and he's got a glass jaw. Essentially, <laughs> he can give up. <laughs> okay, Piston Honda, and you could tell the Japanese made this because Piston Honda, while he was the first one, like you fight Glass Joe, he's all schlubby and shit. You fight Von Kaiser, okay, Von Kaiser looks kind of cool. You fight Piston Honda, Piston Honda's built like a goddamn fucking fucking arms is huge and shit. Like Jesus Christ, dude. They were they were they were they were big Ricky Steamboat fans back in the day. Yeah, man. Like they modeled him after it. Perfectly quaffed hair and shit. Like, all right, all right, yo, all right. Was Piston Honda the one where you can mess up his hair? I don't think so. No, that was Don Flamenco. That yeah. was Don Flamenco, an arrogant Spaniard. All right, yo, all right. <laughs> like, like, you really firing on all cylinders with these with these uh, soda popinski. 
All right, Joe. All right, Joe. So uh, Apex Legends had themselves a week last week. Uh, they put out patch 1.1, which was supposed to add a number of quality of life changes and instead uh, popped a bug in the game that reset every player's progress that they had made uh, in the game to that point. Yeah. So that it, was was only, it was only for a few hours, though. Oh, it was only that you got to fix that yeah, quickly. Good for fixed, them. Fixed it in the same day. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, and fix it within 24 hours. There, there was a momentary pay. Like, like they literally had to take the game offline. Yeah, they shut. The, the, yeah, the servers were down. They were like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we taking the servers down, and they got it fixed the same day. So, it while it was fucked up, yeah, they fixed it. I didn't leave, like when I got when they always when I was able to get back on, all my stats were still there. Well, good, good, good on them for getting it done and uh, done quickly without having uh, minimal minimal irritation. So, uh, speaking of Apex Legends, their influence continues uh, on to Fortnite as Fortnite is going to be introducing Apex Legends style respawns in the next patch, as we uh, as we talked about a couple weeks oh, ago. To a truck, okay, yeah, wow. Jeez. Fortnite, Fortnite, they shameless. I mean, this is this is the, this is the epitome of American creativity, right here. <laughs> Just steal everything else that works, man. So apparently, apparently, you have to go. Like Terrence said, you have to go to the reboot van, uh, <laughs> and which is always a risk because using the van will make the horn honk on the band and, uh, and it sends a column of light into the sky, letting surrounding players know how many. Oh, you mean like the column of green that just shot into the sky? Yeah, right. When you're well, that, that, no, the column of greens there, but then you just see a fucking drop ship just come out of nowhere. So you know someone's dropping their home back off, and it makes a lot of fucking noise. <laughs> so you know exactly where they are. Uh, T- Terrence, this seems completely different than the respawn mechanic in Apex Legends to me. This this seems like a wholly original idea uh, that they should not be given any scorn for wow, yo, whatsoever. Yo, Fortnite ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> they really ain't. What the fuck? Look, Apple didn't stay on top by just fucking doing their own shit. They saw what everybody else is doing. They're like, let's Appleize this stuff. Yeah, let's Appleize it. Let's just do what they do and then but put it in our our look. <laughs> wow. So That's yeah, fun. look, you can either you can either fucking watch them. You you can get PUBG'd, or or you can stay on top. Yeah. So maybe PUBG had copied off of Fortnite a little bit more. Maybe they wouldn't be yeah. as uh, as forgotten <laughs> as they are right now. No, yeah. but Fortnite decided. I mean, PUBG decided they want to do their 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 own like micro microtransaction shit, and people didn't really take to it that well. So yeah, and yeah, game, well, yeah, because you had to pay thirty dollars for the fucking game forever. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and it's and it's still. I think that shit still might be in early access. Fuck off! <laughs> Come on, yeah. Yo, Fortnite. I was at a funeral this past weekend, and I'm sitting in the pew, and two rows ahead of me, this little kid on his cell phone, and I'll be damned if he wasn't playing Fortnite during the damn funeral. On his gosh. on his on his phone, yo. How like, how, how old was the kid, Micah? He was um. He was he. Oh, trust me, he was like their demographic. Mm. You know what I mean. But I'm just like, like it's amazing. Like I, I love video games, and I am just completely out of it when it comes to Fortnite. That's a Walmart <clears throat> a couple days ago. I don't know why. I don't like Walmart, but they have like Fortnite branded everything, <laughs> like Nerf guns, shirts. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? 
This is insane. Everybody doing them stupid floss dances and shit like that. Like, wow, yo. I ain't getting old, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't have like a phenomenon like this, right? Sure we did. Yeah, it, but to, to us, it wasn't a phenomenon. It was just a thing that happened. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I, I mean? Guess, it's just a thing that these kids like. Yo, don't get old, man. <laughs> God damn. So, uh, Moving on from there, uh, before we get to the big video game topic of the week, uh, don't forget to go to youtube.com slash densepixels and click the red subscribe button and ring the bell icon. We post this podcast in video format on there every week. Uh, if we if I do Let's Plays, it's on this uh, on the YouTube channel uh, and whatever other content we produce in video form goes up on there as well. So again, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, premium Network, if you're not a premium member, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, for some reason, uh, because Tiara friend of the show uh decided to uh <laughs> decided to introduce a friend of ours hmm. to arguably no not arguably definitely the worst james bond movie of all time uh there was a groundswell of interest in going back and listening to the die another day podcast that we did on the men with the golden tongues and i went back and listened to it and it was a fantastic episode so yeah. if you uh if you want to hear a movie just rightfully and righteously getting shit on uh, for two plus hours, go go sign up for premium today. Again, five dollars a month, fifty dollars for a year. We just released the tournament of villains episode for the men with the golden tongues last week, which also was a great time. You get the look forward political podcast. You get the airing grievances with Jay and Micah, and you get no time to bleed, which uh, I know at some point we're probably gonna have to record a new episode <laughs> because it's been a while. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, over three hundred, maybe at this point. Over 400 hours of content, honestly, could be. We haven't counted in a while. Uh, is already available for you there. Uh, and there's more coming every single week. So, again, densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today. And after watching that movie and then listening to that episode, I wish I had watched that movie earlier. So I was on that episode to join you in the hatred of that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie is terrible. You know? Like, it's awful. But yeah, it's a great episode. It's really fucking funny. I like do you feel- hear Brad get angry outside of this show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was so fucking pissed because <laughs> the movie sucks. It, it, That's it's why I can't believe I can't believe she showed that to you before anything else. <laughs> you know. I can't believe it. So. <laughs> but then I watched the Golden Eye. I'm like, I don't like this either. So I think yeah. I think you were tainted uh, by you were tainted, Die Another man. Day. Yeah, you were tainted. Don't forget Spectre. And and sure, Inspector too. <laughs> Boy, you just you just watching all of them in the wrong order, man. Like, <laughs> god damn. I don't think I like. I don't think I like James Bond. I, don't, I, I, I feel I feel like we got to get you Casino Royale and then one Connery. We got we and I feel like we got at least try it. Mm, okay. So probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, look, you, you see, I was quiet because I know I know. You ain't watching. And finally, from the sixties, Sean Connery. I'm good. Finally, we are not the only show in the TMP Studios Network. You got the Apocalypse, you got Black on Black Cinema, and you got Coming Distractions. Subscribe to them all wherever you get your podcasts. Let me say a quick programming note: we uh, we recorded uh, the upcoming episode of uh, Black on Black Cinema. <laughs> Y'all gonna want to listen to that one? Yeah, it's funny. it's it's one of the funniest things I've uh, we've ever done, based off of one of the stupidest movies that has ever been put to celluloid. So I have to ask you guys a question. 
Um, the the three stars of this film that you guys just reviewed. Yeah. One of them was Jim Brown. Yes. yes. One of them was Richard Roundtree. No. Um, uh, Jim, Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, and um, God, I never heard this nigga's name. What the hell? Fred so, Williamson. Fred okay. Williamson. So my my question to you is, why? What what era was this movie from? This was nineteen seventy four. Okay, why was the future quarterback of the Buffalo Bills on this black exploitation movie from the seventies? Shut up! Because <laughs> <laughs> when you say Jim Kelly, that's the only Jim Kelly that I know. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so our main topic this week, uh, of course, the industry uh, was ablaze last week uh, with the Jason. Yeah. I can't talk barely. Hi, Sean. <laughs> Jason Schreier Kotaku uh, expose on the development of Anthem and the just kind of crazy conditions uh, at the Bioware Studios as far as stress levels, uh, the wild development of the game where things were changing on a huge basis. Um, the game went through many different permutations. Really, the game that we got at launch. Uh, was the product of about 18 months uh, worth of work. Um, the fact that uh, it was just a rough ride. Uh, it's the second straight game that they've had that came out with this. So we'll tackle this in a couple different uh, a couple different ways. Uh, we'll start first, of course, by talking about the article specifically, uh, which me and Terrence have both read, and Micah is at least aware uh, of its contents so far. Um, and look, as rough a launch as Anthem had, this sure does explain a lot of it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It mm. explains to me that Bioware is got some fucking problems. I mean, well, and, and, and again, it, it goes to a larger problem in the industry itself, but like the, the, the industry darlings, Bioware, they're really not, uh, well, they're cracked up to be. It reminds me of a quote from, uh, from a great man, uh, a Gotham gangster named Rupert Thorne, who once said in relation to Harvey Dent, district attorney of Gotham at the time, the brighter the picture, <laughs> the darker the negative. And <laughs> yeah, truer words have never been spoken. Because good God, yo. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really just what they do. There's a lot of really surprising stuff in here. I, the, the anecdote that I found, not amusing was the wrong word, but the fact that they were like, man, the fact that Dragon Age Inquisition was not a total failure really <laughs> fucked us. Right, I was like, day. yo, what the fuck? How do you... Like, they wanted it to fail. They, essentially, they wanted Dragon Age Inquisition to fail. Well, because it went through the same the yeah, same crunch was, time. This this term Bioware magic uh, apparently yeah. gets kicked around the studio where they're like, man, no matter how tough the development in the last couple months when crunch time happens, everything's just going to come together and it's going to be magical. And that's exactly what happened with Inquisition. Game won the fucking Game of the Year award at the VGAs, and then they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, Yo, that's fuck. so that's so wild, man. Because I really like Dragon Age Inquisition. It's very different from the other ones, and you can tell like it's it, it is very different. Like there's something different about it. Like even how it it, it plays and all. But yo, I really like that game, man. Did that use Frostbite Engine? 
Because that was another um, thing. Or did I they start the Frostbite engine with um, Andromeda? I think they might have started it with Andromeda because Inquisition was already well in development um, mm-hmm. by the time the game came out. And I think that the mandate from EA came in like 2015 is when that started. And that's okay. another point, too, is that every... So this is not the first time I've heard from a developer around EA that Frostbite works really well with Battlefield and yeah. nothing else. It, worked, um, it was designed for that. They right. used it. They used Frostbite <laughs> three for Dragon Age. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they used Frostbite, and then it says, but and then, but I thought they said that um, they use it for they use it for uh, Dragon Inquisitions, and then they use it for Andromeda. But I thought they made that decision. I, I I did hear that EA said that it had to come down, but they decided to okay, say hey, we. Made well, this they, so they made that call because basically the the per, and I don't know who in the studio made that call, but essentially that was done because they saw the writing on the wall. Like they knew at some point that EA was going to start mandating it because for EA it's a cost cutting measure. Like if you don't have to license an engine outside of the outside of the studio, then you can save a lot of money. Because and I don't know if you guys know licensing like Unreal or something like that costs a fuck ton of money. Like you're paying. You're paying uh, uh, um, Epic a pretty considerable amount of cash to license that engine for your game. Um, so obviously, like that's a huge fucking huh. I've seen like indie games use um, Unreal because it's a it's it's a percentage of revenue. It's not it's not ba- it's not a flat dollar amount. It's it's a percentage of your revenue. Mm-hmm. So if you make a massively successful game, <laughs> that's a lot of money uh, going. I think I think it's something like fucking five percent or something like that. Oh, well, maybe they need to make maybe they need to make the Bioware engine because apparently the Frostbite <laughs> engine just don't it 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 ain't doing them no fucking favors, not at all, <laughs> or, or, or anybody else for that matter. Because yeah. it's again that's they're not they're Except not the first, dice. they won't be the last. Um, there's a term that <laughs> dice that know how to use a goddamn thing, and they still like okay. <laughs> well, and and then there's other stories in here about uh, folks having stress, what they call stress casualties, which is people just getting so overwhelmed and broken down by work that they just leave the studio for weeks at a time or forever or just don't come, yeah don't right, come and they back. decide not to come back um that they pulled folks that were you know develop you know because they needed folks that were familiar with frostbite to work on fifa because fifa's ea's cash couch their money maker so they have people the, the people most familiar with developing on the engine just aren't in the studio for a number of months because ea had to pull them up to you know, to go work on FIFA, basically, and stuff like that. It's just a really crazy and wild um, situation. And I'm, so, I'm a little upset at EA, honestly, for, like, people are complaining about Bioware's mismanagement, and it's certainly there. I'm not going to give them a pass, but EA's not making life easy for anyone that's working for them right now, it seems like. Yeah, um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like I, I would uh, this one in particular. I honestly would probably put it more on Bioware's shoulders because you can't you, you put a game you have a game that you want to create. They said they started like development of the game in 2011 or 12. Development it was in development for like six years for like five years, and then they finally legitimately started working on it at the at the beginning of 2018. <laughs> like putting it together. So what we they said what we saw at E3 in 2017. No, that was just bullshit. Like the whole thing. 
It was, well, it, was like, it was like it was like a concept video almost. Yeah, it was it, essentially. Yeah, and they yeah, kill, the kill zoned it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they watched dogs yeah, won yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they said that was just like none of that was actually game at all. Like aside from the flying, because who was it? The head of um the uh, Pat Patrick Sutherland. Yeah, he played it and he was like, "Yo, this is garbage." <laughs> and then he was like, "Yo, I like the." And then he said, "Put flying in it." So. Essentially, the best part of the 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 best the, the part that feels the best, he was like, you got you, you got to keep that, you got to put that in there, and they made it really good because the flying is dope in that game. I will admit that. Yeah. And so they they kept that, and then, but then they said, okay, we have flying, but like we have all these environments that we've created that are almost useless now because you can just fly over everything. So we just worked on all these environments, and they don't fucking matter. So then they had to like retool it to make. Yo, this was just a fucking clusterfuck of just shenanigans. And again, can you admit at this point, Brad, that the game is... <laughs> like, after reading the article, like, it's just fucked up, you know? It's well, not look, fun. I, well, look, I have, I have factual information to, uh, <laughs> right, to support right. that it's, claim. So, so at this point, what do they... Because like, like, the game is essentially just broken. It's, it's not done. It's probably not what they wanted the game to be. I don't think like the 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 core framework of the game is just trash. <laughs> so, so allow allow me to provide you, Terrence, with the glass half full take on okay. this situation. Because okay. my glass, did, I didn't threw all the rest of the water out of my. So glass. what? So what we have? What we have with Anthem right now is a cautionary tale. No, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, but, I, but but what I, what I'm saying is what we have for Anthem right now is the product of 18 months of work. Yes. And that's what they were able to deliver with 18 months. Could you imagine what they could deliver in another six months to a year? I can. Of working but, on it. But can they build on this? Yes. Like they, yeah, you can. You can. The core of it is just like it's rotten. No, the core, the core, that no, that that's the opposite. The core is yeah. not rotten. The, the core way, is good. The way the game is set up, it's fine. It's fine, right? It's fine. But much like the analogy before, like it, it just it's it 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 functions, <laughs> right? Like it's it basically functions. the epic game store right now, it, right? It's a, look if you want to get in the suit and you want to fly around and you want to shoot guns, you can do that. But how right. do you fix like the quality of life things like load times that like the literally going from Tarsus Fort Tarsus into the gameplay? Those load screens are fucking long as hell. How do you fix that? Uh, like, that would have engine to, like, optimization. Have to, that takes time, though. Yeah, it does that take a lot time. of time. What did I say last week? They're going to have to do a fucking No Man's Sky. Yeah, they're, they, you're, you are correct. They're literally going to have to do No Man's I think Sky. That's, I think that is the, be- the best solution that they could do is to come out and be like, listen, you guys read the article. A lot of fucking problems. <laughs> game, 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 is, game is half done. That's on us. We're sorry. Look, we're going to go to ground for a little bit. We're going to be quiet for a little bit. We're going to put our nose to the to the grindstone and fix this shit. When we have something to tell you, we'll tell you. In the yeah. meantime, it's going to be quiet. Like, sorry. And we got to get to work. Like, like fuck that map, that roadmap. <laughs> that doesn't mean it. I mean, it. right now, no, it probably doesn't, honestly. 
It I mean, the, pro- the problem is, Brad, they didn't do that. What instead Bioware said was, we choose not to comment or participate in this story because so, we felt that there was an unfair focus on our... So, yes, let's move on. Let's move on to... It came out the day the article came out. Now, and that now, article takes like seven hours to read, so they didn't read Oh, it, did, it didn't come out the day the article came out, Terrence. It came out 15 minutes after the article came out. <laughs> that, 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 that. Now, to be fair, to be fair, Jason Schreier did reach out to the studio before the article, well before the article was published. He gave them a bullet point summary of the stuff that he was going to be talking about, gave them a general overview of what the article was going to be commenting on. He probably told them specific things that he knew and stuff like that because he wanted to give them a chance to comment before the article got published. So it's not like they were just flying blind. You know what I mean? It's not like they were just like, they had this uh, response pre-typed and no matter what the article said, this is going to be the response because we're assuming this is what he's going to talk about. They, they knew what was going to be in the article. I'm, I'm a little irritated with people. They're like, they didn't even read it. And they're just guessing. And they knew they, they didn't know what was going to be said. They just, they, they don't care. They're tone deaf. And I'm just like, no, they knew what was going to be talked about. They're very tone deaf in the, in the wake of, of the article though. <laughs> That's what they put out. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, basically, Bioware's um, response was they didn't want to participate in the article because they said it unfairly singled out um, members of their of their management and their leadership, and they don't feel that it's helpful. Uh, you t- taking down people is not healthy for the industry. To which I say, look, you thinking about it, yeah. No, they just reported. They just reported factual information. So. <laughs> they just reported what happened. Nobody trash. That's on you. No company in any industry, in any field, likes to have an expose written on problems that are happening in their in their studio. Um, yeah, I don't want my name after the word expose or before the word. Expose. <laughs> <laughs> and that word just sounds like I did some foul shit. That word just feels like you did something wrong. Say, saying that you don't see the value in this work is really fucking stupid. Because what you're saying is that, oh man, if only we, if it wasn't for those meddlesome kids, we would have gotten away with it. We can continue to do our, we would continue to do the same thing. And at this point, you're on strike two. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're viewing it in that, well, it, but still, so funny you say that. <clears throat> Ironically, I think this article may have actually bought them more goodwill than they could have possibly ever ascertained on their own. Because now, not the management, not like the top guys yeah, the in the top studio. Guys, they look like fucking, like, they look like evil con- corporate, like, monsters. But right, people- but but the rank and file workers of Bioware, people are like, I, dude, I went on the Reddit, I went on the, re- the, the fucking Anthem Reddit, like, in the days after the story came out, and people were like, Man, we were really hard on those developers, huh? But but like shitting all over the game and also like, yeah, it's broken, but kind of, you know, I I you know, man, I didn't realize how stressful it was over over at Bioware. I didn't realize that they were having such a tough time. As if as if developers are fucking, you know, pounding away at the keyboard, fucking making, yeah, I can't wait how shitty this game's gonna be. It's gonna be fucking terrible. I'm having such a great time working on this awful game. Gamers are gonna be so bad, it's gonna be great. <laughs> right. You hear people having stress fatalities and it's like oh whoa whoa i'm sorry man i i was just being an asshole on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mean for you to for you to flip out 
No, that's crazy. You get so stressed that you're like, yo, I got to leave and not come the fuck back. Who was uh, named in the article? No, uh, no, there was there was a couple people named. Um, was Casey Hudson named because Kate, not, he left. He left in twenty. Yeah, not 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 in the so sense he wasn't. He was essentially like the leader that just left and everything went to shit <laughs> after he left. Essentially, uh, Mark Mark Dara was named, who ended up being the like executive producer. Mm-hmm. On the game as someone who who they brought in because the problem was that apparently, you know, no one was making decisions on anything in the game. Like they were just like talking about shit, but nobody would make a final call. So they basically brought him in to be the fucking cat wrangler to to get everybody fucking herded up together and, and to make calls basically so that the development could move forward. Essentially, um, there's a couple other guys that got named as well in the mix again. but again it, it wasn't like naming folks and shaming them like it wasn't it, he his character wasn't being disparaged it was yeah, just being like this is what mark there did when yeah, he, came he came on board on the project i gotta get this shit together so we can ship a fucking game because <laughs> we have a day. right when 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 they did talk about the more negative stuff like the terms they used were more nebulous like they didn't say like this guy didn't listen to what i said management didn't listen to what we said like that that's a, that's a more you know free facing term and that's not necessarily calling out anybody that uh that did that and look man like i said i'm i am also sympathetic cuz i am very familiar with management it can be difficult sometimes like management sure. is all about fucking spinning plates right like you're that's literally what you're doing is fucking spinning a bunch of plates and look sometimes the plates fall down you can't you can't do anything about that so i i get the difficulty um it's tough man it's just it's a fucking tough thing and the thing that i wanted to talk about specifically around this is oh and, and before we move on to the other point casey hudson a, a memo got leaked out that he sent intern internal and bioware where he did acknowledge the stuff in the article and talked about how you know that they needed to change the culture at the studio so, so who's so so who's the billy mcfarlane and ja rule of bioware <laughs> <laughs> like, i only i only i only know who one of those people is and i don't know in which in which context you're speaking about them so the those two are the ones who created the now infamous fire festival Okay. Billy McFarlane is a professional charlatan. Oh, and, neat. Um, and he he kind of he he robs Peter to pay Paul professionally. Oh, I see. And which is why like none of his shit gets off the ground. Uh, I'm just being funny, but like well, no, I, honestly, I think that, well the way that this response, the way that the Bioware response is is written, it makes it seem like, you know. Hey, you leave my friend Billy and Ja Rule alone. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I think the problem that Bioware had, and we've talked about this before, those guys have never gotten to put out a game on their timetable ever. Think about the, the last couple of games. So we just found out about Anthem was fucked for a long time. We know Mass Effect Andromeda was fucked for a long time. Apparently, Dragon Age was subject to fucking last minute crunch and a lot of last minute bullshit as well. We damn well know Mass Effect 3 got a condensed release schedule, let's say, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, we damn well know Dragon Age 2 got a condensed release schedule, let's say, for lack of a better term. Jeez. So what, Dragon Age 1 was the fir- was the last game that they got to take their fucking time to develop? And it really shows that Dragon Age 1 plays completely different from all subsequent games. And it's, I mean, it's the one that everyone loves. Look, I played it six times. Like, is is the one that I love. 
Out but of I think I do think that their studio got to a point where this is just how we develop games. Like we just kind of fucking shuffle our feet until oh shit, we actually have to release a game. Damn, yeah. we better get the fucking work. And it and and before it never bit them in the ass. It always just kind of worked itself out. Like I said, they 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 fucking talked about Bioware magic, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean, and that's and that's what it is. Like everything will work itself out in the end. We all know people that do that shit that don't fucking plan anything and are always procrastinating and behind the eight ball, and they're just like, ah, it's okay, it'll work itself out in the end. That's what Bioware was. <laughs> like working at Kruger. <laughs> fucking. Jesus Christ. Now, the thing that I wanted to talk about, though, in relation to this article is you would be very naive if you don't think that this is the way that things work at many other game studios around the world. Uh, We I mean, for fuck's sake, we talked about last year, uh, Rockstar bragging, bragging about 100 hour work weeks in the development of Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, We we hear stories about crunch all the time. We've talked about in the show a bunch. Um, I think this article yeah, it's a term <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. they use in the industry. I think like this, it's got to be regular. I think this article is going to really, in a way that we haven't seen before, shed the light of sympathy on game developers. And I really think that there's going to be much more than there was before this, not only within the industry groundswell, but I think a public push uh, to take care of these folks a little bit better. And that could mean lots of things. Uh, that could mean the public being okay with longer release schedules and companies having to fucking get on board with that shit. Uh, that could mean unionization, possibly. What do you guys think the broader implications of this are going to be on the um, industry as well? Um, nothing. <laughs> I don't think, I, I, and I hate to be you know that asshole, but I don't think uh, I don't think the industry is going to change. I, I, you know, unionization is wonderful for these people but uh corporations will send out you know the their their machine to let you know hey if they unionize guess what your video games are going to cost twenty dollars more you ready to pay eighty dollars base for a video game and and longer release schedules hey that that's one that's not going to fit uh company's bottom line right because they have certain quotas that they have to make every quarter and two, again, uh, yeah, well, we wanted to we, th- look at how people get pissed when a game is delayed a month. But people are going to have to get off that shit. Like, yeah, like, at, like this, at this point, like all these stories, I think, I think, I think all except for the fucking the dregs will. Yeah. Like if you, if you can avoid 4chan and Reddit, then maybe, uh. I think people will be much more sympathetic. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. I used to get super pissed when things used to be. Um, yeah, and then you grew yeah, up. Yeah, but then I'm like, yo, I'm starting to see all these games come out not finished, right? And it's, yeah. and it's, again, that seems to literally be this just the way the game industry works now. Like they'll just throw a game out there fucked up, and I'll have a day one seven gig patch to fix the shit that they already know is broken like i'd rather you just take your fuck at this point just take your time and give me a full game like why you said have even i guess even, even if it's not fucked up devil may cry is the best action game i've ever played and it still wasn't finished like they had they they had to wait a month to input a game mode in it yeah, you know what the, i mean the bloody palace which was already in three 
Right. So, and I think they put it in. I don't know. I don't remember if four had it automatically. So I don't remember if four had it automatically. So it's it's just the nature of it's just the nature of um, this industry, and they're not going to they're not going to go back because they don't have to go back with with the advancement in technology where you can just you know download a a, a ten gig day one patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd be all right. And, and, and then you have to remember, like, we're we're like the old white folks of video games at this point, right? Like, we remember when this shit didn't happen. Like, the kids growing up now, this is this is just commonplace. This yeah. is all we know. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, but they're used to it. Like, oh, they will patch, we'll download this, and it'll be it'll be fine. Or the game's not done. It'll be it'll be completed in a, in another month or so. Whatever. Right. It's we're just the, the way things are. We're the ones that have to adapt. Yeah, we try to tell these, we try to tell these young people, nah, yo, it came on cartridges and they were all <laughs> done. And they're like, yeah, you oh, got what you up? got. Like, what are you talking about? You what's a know cartridge? What, what 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 the fuck is a cartridge? That's when I throw a goddamn Nintendo cartridge at you, <laughs> young motherfucker. But no, uh, yeah, I, it just it, you you don't think that, you don't that. you don't think that the industry is not going to move to change anything. Because this is not this is not a tenable situation. I think they'll say. I think they'll put out their 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 like statements, their uh, and say they will gonna we're going to try to change the culture of such and such developer or whatever. But here's the problem. And here's the problem. May, but then you're still gonna have deadlines that you got. I, I know, but here, but the the issue is this. So what to ha- to attract the best talent, you need the best mixture of you know, I guess like clout and prestige, but also like good working conditions and, and, and benefits and stuff like that. There's yeah. going to come a point where like no programmer that's worth, that's worth a damn or no artist that's worth a damn or no composer that's worth a damn is going to want to fucking work with these people anymore. I mean, look, unless, unless look, here's how things will change. One, there's got to be some sort of strike, right? Like yeah. developers are just going to be have to be like, look, no programmers just be like no i ain't doing this phones down right (laughs) and 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 and, but but here's the thing those people essentially are contractors that work kind of paycheck to paycheck so you know uh, and and then you have scabs like people who will do anything to work with a bioware or an ea because that's the stuff that they saw coming up. The only other way that it'll work is if there's like an AEW for the video game world where they're saying all this nice shit. This is basically the WWE at this point. Right. I know, but, but, the, <laughs> but the problem, so Mikey talked about like, oh, they'll just find somebody else if, if the good guy doesn't want to work there. Yeah, but that's, there's a long tail of, all right, cool, you get the fucking scab who sucks, sure. and then and then your game sucks, and then people, and like, like, like Terrence said earlier, Bioware has two strikes at this point. If yeah. fucking Dragon Age 4 comes out and it's shit, and it's guess what? People aren't buying Bioware games anymore. Yeah. And 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 that's like people like we we joke that people like will fucking forgive anything to get the next game they want, but there does come a point where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of this bullshit. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, look at me and Xbox. <laughs> and that's, I mean, a, no, that's a great, it's an excellent point. Like, their first party is just trash, dude. Like <laughs> Three strikes, my nigga. Like, come on, yo, y'all, you just failed this, 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 this uh generation, and it's fucked up. But yeah, I can if 
this actually may have been the best thing for for uh, Dragon Age Four. I don't know when the fuck that game is is scheduled to come out. And for and for Anthem, like like again, like they can <laughs> like they can now go to ground and people be like, yeah, we get it. Well, like, it, took a year, it took a year for um, No Man's Sky, right. right? right. So I look forward yeah. to firing up Anthem next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, what January of next year? You get that? Yeah, but 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 No Man's Sky also is a team of is a team it's of like, like twenty people. <laughs> yeah, like 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 this is actually a big fucking studio. So. Yeah, it's a it's a big studio, but are they going to let them use those resources to fix this game to make it what it's supposed to be? They're gonna have to. I mean, they, they, this this again, this leaving it like abandoning it's not an option. It's not like you may think it is. It's not. There's too much money invested into it. Just fucking yeah, up right. and leave it. Um, but look, look, this is what I think is gonna happen, right? And I'm really not trying to be funny, right? Hey guys, we hear you. You got to go to ground. We want to rebuild Anthem. You got six months to do it. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> we just like right. wait a minute, yo. Like you give it us a you'll, like you'll get the update. You'll get the update in, in September. <laughs> but I'm saying like like you're not gonna get like I I don't need them to update me. Just fucking work on the game. Let me know when you have something to report. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, that's exactly what fucking what No Man's Sky did or yeah. uh, Hello Games did, which is dope on their part. They're like, they're still updating that fucking game. Yeah, look, uh, as much as I like to, as much as I like to have fun at No Man's Sky expense, I've look, I've never seen a company do a 180 like that. And that and is, I think, the cool. only other game. Well, there's been a couple games in the last couple of years that have kind of that have kind of rose risen from the ashes. It's No Man's Sky, and I think um, what's the Rainbow Six Siege? Mm-hmm. I mean, that Destiny One. You could make the argument did the terrible. same thing. Yeah, um, Rainbow Six Siege Division uh, went and went in its final state. People seem to love it. And there's one other. I think For Honor. Also, mm-hmm. that game came out was like gross. But then they that Ubisoft worked on that one too, and now that, that that's a pretty decent game. I like I downloaded it when it was free. That's just not my cup of tea. But people seem to love that game too. So there are a bunch of games that that have just kind of done this thing. But like Anthem is a different story. <laughs> like Anthem is like just fundamentally just I don't know. Not At the end of the day, I don't think it's that different fixed. than everything else. I mean, look. They didn't even know what the hell the game was going to be. <laughs> That's the crazy part. They were like, yo, what are we making? At the beginning of 2018, they were like, what the fuck game are we making? And then they were like, okay, well, this is going, this is what it is. And then they just worked on it. They crunch time for the last 12, 13 months. Like, golly. That's got to be tough. Oh. To literally not know what the fuck you're working on. Well, to sum it up, like I said, I salute you all, game developers. I don't know why the fuck you bother doing what you do. Yeah, I mean, look, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for stressing yourself out to the point of having nervous breakdowns so that I can so that I can play a game for a week and move on to something else. (laughs) (laughs) Like I really like Spider-Man. I wonder how the conditions are at Santa Monica Studios because God of War was amazing. I don't know. Pretty pretty good. And Corey Barlog was like, yo, this is they made the game they wanted to make. And they worked on it for five years. Helps, helps when you don't know. fucking have to talk about it for the first yeah. four and a half of those five years, you know? Right. And yeah. just bam, this is what it is. So it's so it's it's wow. They maybe that maybe that's the key. Maybe just shut the fuck up until six <laughs> months before the game comes out. And then you can you can announce it and be happy. Yeah, I would rather that. 
Don't give me, don't show me something, and the end product is not what the fuck you showed me ten months ago. Like it's, it's all because of shareholders. That's the only reason why that shit happens. You know who's not a publicly owned company? Gearbox. You know who didn't have to say shit about Borderlands Three until five months before the game comes out? That's <laughs> not. That's not a coincidence. Yeah, at all. So uh, we're gonna, man. huh? Fucking shit up. shareholders, old white men. Yeah, well. It's true. Always fucking up stuff. God damn. So uh, before we get to wrestle talk, a uh, bit of housekeeping, don't forget to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon whenever you buy anything on Amazon, big or small. Join our fan group on Facebook, densepixels.com slash fans. Follow us on social media at densepixels. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, and also we are on Twitch. Terrence is Apparition 410 and Carrie is Suppets Carrie. Uh, so if you just came for video games, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, but now our review of WrestleMania. So WrestleMania uh, came to us from not New York last night. Um, WrestleMania weekend, of course, a fantastic weekend. Uh, every single year, even though we watch 20 plus hours of wrestling between <laughs> NXT and WrestleMania and the weekly shows and the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, since you guys did not watch NXT, I will quickly uh, give my thoughts on that. Solid NXT pay-per-view. Uh, I really enjoyed the tag team match, uh, though I saw a couple people like, well, that was the greatest tag team match ever. It wasn't the greatest tag team match. Guys. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good collection of spots. Uh, it was very entertaining, but uh, Revival DIY and Revival uh, American Alpha are the two best tag team matches that I will ever see, and I will hear no other facts to the uh, to the contrary. Um, the other matches on the card were fine. Uh, Low-key match of the night was actually Walter versus Pete Dunne, but only if you like that, uh, that late 80s, early 90s style of WWE main event. It's like That's like the best version of that style of match that you'll ever see. Yeah, I uh, did see that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I enj- the main event was great. So, of course, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole uh, had to be thrown together at the last minute because of the injury to Tommaso Ciampa. And look, I'm not criticizing sticking with the plan. Obviously, the plan from the get was from Gargano to win the championship from Ciampa, and they stuck with that. My issue is the same issue that I've been very consistent about because I talked about it last year when Roman Reigns had to eat six F5s before he finally could be pinned by Brock Lesnar, and that is can we please please hashtag protect finishers? <laughs> For Christ's sake. Here, here's what Johnny Gargano had to endure at the end of this match. He had to endure a last shot. He kicked out. That's Adam Cole's finishing move, by the way. Is the, la- the last shot. He kicked out. Mauro Ronaldo made a big deal. No one's ever done that before in NXT. They made a big stink about it. Keep that in mind. So, endure last shot. Kicked out. He took uh, a Panama Sunrise, which is Adam Cole's finisher. Uh, I think back in like Pro Wrestling Gorilla, like they they reached back into that bag, uh, which Terrence is basically a Canadian destroyer. Essentially, that's pretty much all it is. Kicks mm-hmm. out of that. Uh, he took the high low from Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Kicked out of that. <laughs> yeah, come he on. Took, yeah. He took another another last shot that was preceded by two super kicks, <laughs> and kicked out of that. And finally put on the Gargano escape to win 
the last fall and win the match. I don't like supermaning someone with finishers, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to kick out of everything. And you could even make the case with Roman Reigns because he's pretty much Hulk Hogan, John Cena, 3.0. Johnny Gargano is not that, not that at all. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, man. I don't, I don't like that. I, I hate it when Brock Lesnar doles out five F5s at the beginning of a match and shit like that, man. Like it doesn't like if you're going to do that, like, like you need, like AJ Styles has his finishers. You very rarely see the styles clash on anything other than a, in a, than a monthly event. And like, that is usually pretty protected, but like, then, then you need a, you need a reserve. You need a, you need a golden bullet for, for monthly events if you're gonna have people just kick look, out of finish, look, AJ, AJ Styles kicked out of the RKO at WrestleMania last night. I was legit shocked because they had done such a fantastic job protecting that move mm-hmm. over years. Yep. That whenever someone kicks out of it, it's a big deal. Yeah. Every finisher, and maybe not every finisher, most finishers should be like that. Yeah. So stop having people frivolously kick out a finisher after finisher. No, stop it. They they need to mean something. And Gargano's yeah. not a fucking Superman. He's not the guy to get that treatment. Cool ending. Cool that he finally won. Nice moment with Champa on the ramp at the end. But I just didn't like how they booked the end of the match. So moving on from there, um, Hall of Fame was cool. Uh, it was fine, I should say. It wasn't even that great. But the DX speeches were fun. They were they were being uh, themselves. Uh, but but the fifty year old you know twenty nineteen version yeah uh, I always tough. find it I always find it very odd when 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 these guys come out and do their old DX shtick <laughs> like all of them are bald Shawn Michaels runs around like a little deep, 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 like oh, all right, yo, you're bald under that hat yo. <laughs> Ooh, they, they they properly old manned it they uh they they the running gag was that they couldn't say Vince McMahon uh like because he gets mad whenever you talk about him during the Hall of Fame yeah but, but they parlayed that into them constantly saying Vince McMahon which was yeah. kind of fucking funny so <laughs> it was it was fine uh, Bret Hart also got attacked by a fan uh, which was really really bad idea um. In general, like don't do that, but really don't do it when all of the other wrestlers are within five feet of the ring. Right. And yeah, then, and, you ain't big, nigga. <laughs> and then you do it to Bret Hart. Like Bret Hart is a lot of people's number one guy, yo. Not only that, but he's but he is now like Bret Hart is in his sixties. He's a stroke survivor. He's a stroke survivor. He's a cancer survivor. Cancer, whatever. Yeah. Good lord. Like, like of all the people you're gonna you're gonna do it to, you're gonna fucking pick Bret Hart. So that sucked. But uh, yeah, don't do that shit, yo. You're not cool. I don't make you cool. No. And like I said, he got punched in the fucking face by Dash Wilder on his way out of the arena. So yeah, people were chanting "Thank you, Dash" (laughs) the next day. (laughs) So. We will quick, quickly run through the WrestleMania pre-show. Uh, Tony Nice, who is a wrestler, uh, won the Cruiserweight Championship from Buddy Murphy. Uh, many speculating that Buddy Murphy uh, to be called up to the main roster considering he held the belt for a damn year, it seems like, consecutively without dropping it. Uh, mm-hmm. Micah, you'll be pleased to know Tony's Tony Nice's finishing maneuver is a running knee in the corner called the running niece. I do kind of like that. As much as, I, <laughs> as much as I hate puns, like with wrestling, I give it a pass because wrestling is ridiculous. 
Uh, let's see. Carmella won the women's uh, battle royal. Uh, it was Sarah Logan got like the fucking monster run of all people. Uh, and she thought she won, but Carmella was actually hiding outside the ring and she was the one who overcame. So she wins the uh, uterus trophy uh, awarded to the winner of the women's <laughs> women's battle. Royale. It looks like a uterus. I'm sorry. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Um, we saw the end of one of my least favorite runs of all time. The, the disrespect shown to the revival, even as tag team champions uh, is rude as shit. Rude as shit. They had the, like even once they won the belts, they were fucking jobbing out to NXT wrestlers on Raw every fucking week, um, and it sucked because the revival deserved better. They're a great tag team. Uh, the most ignominious uh, end, uh, part of the run is the end here, where they 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 see themselves as the losers, uh, breaking the 269 match losing streak of Kurt Hawkins, uh, as he and Zack Ryder are the tag team champions. I really hate the Raw tag team titles. I, I don't I don't like uh I don't like what they what they're doing with the tag team division, especially on Raw. Like it's better on SmackDown, but it's also worse because the same four teams are wrestling each other every week. But um here you got the revival who are essentially the fucking brain busters. <laughs> and, and and what what are they doing? What other tag teams are on Raw? The B team, former tag team champions. Oh God! Yeah. The Hardys, not really full time. Re- Matt Hardy's not a full time wrestler at this point, so can't really can't really count them. Yeah, I, I, I uh, Rude and Gable, a slap together tag team, and Bobby Roode should be wrestling single. Both fuck both of them should be wrestling singles matches because Chad yeah. Gable's awesome as shit too. Yeah, God damn, that's it. Like that's that's what you got. That's your teams. So, Jesus Christ! It's unfortunate. I, I, I'm, I've been. I, I don't get. I don't gripe about booking too much, but I'm salty at how the revival is booked. <laughs> and then uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, was some overbooked nonsense, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Braun, Braun Strowman won. Yeah, Braun Strowman won, of course. Um, it, it, the the whole match was getting it down, so it was just him and Michael Che and Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live getting their comeuppance. At the hands of Braun Strowman. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> at least Michael J did the smart thing and was just like, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. So, pre show, not great. Let's say, <laughs> not, nah. not, not a terrific pre show. Um, fortunately, the rest of the card, uh, we might, this might be one of the better WrestleMania's that we've No, it is. It yeah. is. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to all them in an Yo, it is. This is one of the better WrestleMania's in a long time. It's not going to beat WrestleMania 17, but, but, yo, this is, this was a solidly booked, solidly paced WrestleMania. Every match, the, the, the winner of each match, was the right person to win that match. And I don't care if you're if you're mad at match 14. I don't care if you're mad about how match 16 <laughs> ended. I don't, like every person, this was an excellently booked match, uh WrestleMania. And you know what? If it didn't have the if it didn't have the stink of the pre-show, it was a pretty well paced one. Like well, it, despite despite the five and a half hour runtime, I mean, look, look, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> look, it don't look, it, yeah, it's five and a half hours. Like for WrestleMania, 
you need to you need to get it to four and a half five. You know what I mean? Which can we, we can we can, can we do four? Like can we just cap it at four? I know we want to get everyone everyone in on the in the card, but can I, we I mean, please look, do four hours? I mean, look, I, I'm I'm willing to just not have a pre-show. That's fine too. I yeah, would be totally fine. okay with or, or no no matches on the pre-show. Like you can have your pre-show, but no no wrestling on the pre-show. Can, yeah, yeah, but no no pre-show, no matches on a pre-show. And all right, you know, get it to five hours at max and max. Like some of these matches, while I was entertained by them, uh, just simply did not need to be there. Well, let's yeah. we'll we'll start talking about it. Um, but I, I agree with you, Mike, in that it, it was it was paced well. They made some really smart decisions as far as when certain matches went on and how long those matches lasted. That we'll talk about as the show uh, as the show goes on. Uh, the 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 beginning of the show, not not the not the best. Alexa Bliss is the host, who I like. Uh, but she wanted to show that she could have a WrestleMania moment at the snap for fingers. And unfortunately she decided to celebrate racism, uh, <laughs> snap of her fingers as the have been Thanos snapping his fingers. <laughs> who, who wants to see Hulk Hogan? Thanos did snap his fingers and everybody else from that generation died. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! You know? <laughs> as uh, as as uh, as Alexa or as someone in our in our chat that we had in the network said, uh, it's not that big of a, a feat, Alexa Bliss, to snap your fingers and make a racist with a red hat appear. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that motherfucker came on, made a joke about how he f- about how he botched the name of the arena at a previous WrestleMania, and then proceeded to botch the name of this stadium. <laughs> What yo yo? What, what is he doing? He's useless. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan could pass away right now. I wouldn't care. You. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna live until he's ninety. So. He is, and he's the type of scumbag dude that would live into forever. Wrestling <laughs> wrestling has has taken out a uh, macho man, warrior, Roddy Piper, uh, Jim Nida. It's taken out everybody except Hulk Hogan. That dude has a deal with the devil. That's why his skin is so fucking red. He's got a deal with the devil to live for fucking ever. He'll outlive Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Ric Flair? He Ric will. Flair, hell, Ric Flair almost died. Yo, I, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Oh, several times. <laughs> he's not, yeah, he almost died more than once. Um, so now we get to the card. So I, I'd like to point out, I correctly called this match opening the show. Uh, their storyline reason for doing it was fucking hilarious. By yeah, that was great. <laughs> like I, I was like, that was super clever. Paul, Paul Heyman comes down to the ring uh, in a bluster in, in the midst of the Hulk Hogan, Alexa Bliss uh, nonsense. And he's like, listen, he's like, this is crap. You're not going to put us in the main event? Fine. Let's just get this let's just get this over with so we can fly to Vegas where my client is truly appreciated. <laughs> that's that's good shit right there. That's 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 great kayfaven. Um so yeah, we got Seth Rollins uh trying to win the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. Um Brock Lesnar attacks Rollins before the bell, beats him down pretty hard, F5s him on the floor, uh throws him around on the outside a little bit, throws him across the announce table. The match hasn't even started yet. But then Rollins is able to find his way back in the ring. The match starts. He eats a couple German suplexes, but then pushes Lesnar into the ref. The ref takes a tumble. Uh, he gets the field goal kick on Brock Lesnar. 
uh, right in the uh, in the in the in his balls. And then three stomps later, we have a new universal champion. Uh, do you guys have an issue with how this match was booked? I know, I know, I'm pretty sure we're all happy with the ending. It's going to be cool to actually see the universal title on Monday Night Raw uh, <laughs> again, which we don't ever get to do. Yeah, at this point, but uh, but do you like how they booked the match? Um, well, let's just say uh, outright that we're taping this on a Monday while Raw is going on. I had and, Raw on the I had Raw in the background, and and things are happening that I won't talk about. Yeah, don't spoil. Yeah. I'm going to watch this as soon as we're done. So, but um, but yeah, I I I wanted. You know what? I am kind of happy with this because Brock Lesnar is not exactly like you can get a good match out of Brock Lesnar. But um, it just felt like really fast to me. And it felt like, all right, well, I'll kick him in the balls and then do my finisher three times and then it's over. Like, how long was this match? Uh, well, do you count the shenanigans the outside the ring? Itself was probably like five minutes. Yeah. If that. But, yeah, the, but it was right. another five. It was another five of, 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 of shenanigans. Yeah. Like, it fe- like it felt too short for something of this caliber. But at the same time, like I'm glad it was wasn't like a 20 minute match. You know what I mean? I, don't I was know. waiting for the for the nut shot the whole time. Well, I mean they 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 telegraphed it on Monday. Yeah. They showed you he was going to do it. So oh, I didn't. I, I don't know. True. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't watch Raw. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> did, he got him twice on Monday with it. So oh, okay. <laughs> so I, was, I was waiting for that because that's uh, apparently that's the only way you can beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> So, you know, I was like, how are they going to work the nut shot into him winning this belt if he's going to win? And lo and behold, he knocks the ref out. I'm like, hey, here it comes. <laughs> so, and then it, he proceeded to curb stomp him three times or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. Because like, I don't understand what's gained from having Brock Lesnar hold the title at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think he's used... What the fuck is the point? I Why? think he's used his power as a draw at this point. Like it's been it's been seven years, if you can yeah, believe like, it, of Brock Lesnar back in our lives. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, it's old. Okay, Heyman comes out, Brock Lesnar beats the shit out of somebody, and then he doesn't defend it till another till the next pay per view. Till not even the next pay per view, yeah. not till the next okay, like next, major like, major pay per view. Like, yeah, come point right. <laughs> Like he doesn't do anything for you guys. I don't get it, but maybe maybe he makes more money for them than I, than I realize. So, rumor is Lesnar is going to going back to fight MMA at least for one match, but we'll see. Like I said, Micah might know more than we do right now, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, the next match, uh, just just a solid ass. This is just like, hey, we got two good wrestling dudes to put on a good wrestling match. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Um, solid match, good match. Not nothing exceptional, I don't think. No, but I really did enjoy this match. But this is one of the matches that didn't need to be here at <laughs> WrestleMania. Like I could see this on a SmackDown. Yeah, this is fine. It's it's fine to have to have this match. Have a look on the card. It's yeah, it is fine. But I mean, you could have shaved fifteen minutes off of this one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would have been I would have been perfectly fine with them just having the match right after uh, their little their little. Uh, uh, war of words on the Kevin Owens show. So, Terrence, I don't think you've watched it. 
and I can't remember if they replayed it in the uh, package that led up to the fight. They, they did uh, not play replay that line in the yo, package that led up to the fight. So the whole thing is Randy Orton is is uh, you know making fun of AJ Styles because AJ Styles kind of came up in the Indies while Randy Orton was you know in these big in the WWE you know the place where everybody needs to be and and. On 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 a SmackDown, he was you know he reiterated that right, and he was he said something like yeah you were you were selling you were you were working in you know gymnasiums while I was in these you know billion seat arenas or whatever, and AJ Styles was like yeah yeah you were yeah I was in the Indies and you were in the WWE but you were too busy getting suspended for drug tests. I was like, God. <laughs> yeah, you did tell me, like, you said you're too busy failing drug tests. <laughs> yeah, Brad did tell me that shit. Yo, I don't know. Nah, yo. That's, that that cuts a little too close, man. Too close. Too close. The, uh, and, and the ending was cool. Um, They basically played up AJ's style. Like, like I mentioned earlier, he kicks out of the RKO, uh, surprisingly. And they also kind of molded the match around that AJ Styles, like he he's he has Randy Orton too well scouted, uh, that he he basically faked uh, fainted a uh, a for a flying <laughs> four, yeah to 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 make Randy go for the RKO, uh, and then he nailed it. He won, uh, and that's the match. Yeah, solid match. I, I I did enjoy it. So next up, uh, the SmackDown tag team titles on the line: the Usos defending against the Bar. Um, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura and the WrestleMania debut of Blackister or Blackishay <laughs> or or Rickister or whatever you want to call Ricochet and Alistair Black. This this match was just a showcase Ricochet. I swear to God, that's the only reason that this match. Yeah, my my only I look I like Ricochet, but the, my my big worry is that Ricochet is only just a he's he's just a spot guy. Yeah, that's my that's, that's what always been my big critique like of him. Yeah, that's right. This is Terrence's first I experience. Knew, I knew Ricochet. So I, I was like, oh, so he just does a whole bunch of flips and shit. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what did he do? What, what was that fucking save he did? I'm like, you really didn't need to do that. <laughs> the, the shooting star press the save. shooting star press save. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> like, the time it took for you to do all that, he could have counted to three and you'd have lost the match. As, <laughs> as, as, I, as I remarked uh, when he did that, I was like, a kick to the head would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fine. I was like, well, you wow, didn't, you didn't, you didn't have to go super extra. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, you could, you're a fucking gymnast. All right. The most notable point of the match, of course, is that Cesaro had Ricochet in the in the giant swing for literally a minute, yeah. which is which is insane. While he was swinging him, what's his name was doing the the beat the whatever the f- yeah on, on every other person in the match basically. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was a, it was a funny spot. It was pretty funny. Uh, the Usos go over here. The right team won. Um, yep. That's right absolutely team. the right team to retain in this match as well. Uh, now we have, for my money, <laughs> we have a match that should not have been as entertaining as it was. It was the most fun match of the night. <laughs> God damn it. It was the most fun match of the night. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Falls count anywhere. Um, this match was fun. Miz's dad got into the ring to square up with Shane McMahon. <laughs> Yo, what the and fuck? And, and got his ass kicked. Um, oh my god! First of all, the Miz better make sure to take care of himself. Man. What did I say <laughs> last night? Yo, if his dad <laughs> is any indication of what he's gonna look like in the future, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, yo, I wonder what his wife is looking like. Uh, 
Because oh, <laughs> this is this is not looking good. God damn. Man. Yeah, he looks he looks like he drives a fucking pickup truck. Uh Miz, Miz was great here, man. Like I said, Miz is not a you know no no holds barred kind of wrestler. Like he's not a hardcore match kind of wrestler, but he he held his own, man. Like we know Shane McMahon will fucking jump off anything and fucking do all the Shane McMahon bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. Miz was good, man. Um I, I, I laughed. The foreign announcers uh, thought they'd be safe at their location in the arena. <laughs> they were wrong. So we saw Shane McMahon put through the Mandarin announce table or Japanese announce table or French announce table. One of the announce tables up there. He got he got pasted through. Uh, Shane took like a eight foot tumble off of a fucking scaffolding backwards onto <laughs> onto the concrete floor, which is nuts. Uh, and the finish, yeah. <laughs> And the finish was great. They were up high on yeah. a camera on a camera tower. Uh, Shane begging for mercy because it looked like Miz is going to throw him off. Miz decides to suplex him and Shane McMahon off of this tower. They fall about ten feet or twelve feet onto a onto a nice foam crash pad. And uh, and Shane McMahon ends laying on the Miz, <laughs> and the pinball gets counted. So Shane wins. It was funny, dude. I was like, yeah. wow. Like that was a good. I, I I love that little bit of life story. And look, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I love that little bit of storytelling of, yeah, here's this scrappy young guy from Cleveland who had to really kind of earn his place and he's fighting to earn his dad's respect and he's doing all this and he's, you know, he's essentially the working man that made it to Hollywood and he's doing all this and fighting this, this, you know, this, uh, this, this guy who comes from money and he, he takes him all the way up and he fucking lays him down with the fucking big finish. And guess what? The guy with the money still wins. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't. I don't think you're. Lo- I don't think you are looking too far. I think that's exactly what they're going for. It's despite the fact that the Miz did everything right and did oh, everything he's supposed to do, like Shane May still wins and still gets to be an asshole. <laughs> Good, great, great fucking match. And like I said, the most fun on the on the card for my for my money. Yeah. Um. Next up was the women's tag team championships: Bailey and Sasha uh, defending against Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia and the Iconics um, was surprised to see that uh, Tamina and Nia Jax were fairly a non-factor in this match. I would say uh, the other three teams were the ones that were much more uh, involved and really Beth Phoenix and Natalia and uh, Bailey Sasha were the two teams that were getting the most uh, in ring time. Beth Phoenix looked great. Um, I did not see a lot of ring rust on her considering she hasn't wrestled in like six years full time. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Uh, we got to see a top rope glam slam, which, uh, oh, was cool. fucking, fucking cool. Yo, Beth Phoenix is only 38. Yeah. She retired early. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. I mean, she, she, she's the youngest hall of fame inductee apparently. So, all right. Um, <laughs> this match, look, look, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, right? I love that the iconics. I do too. They they are they that was the absolute correct team to win the match. I love heel tag teams holding the tag team titles. Yeah, man. And they're so like their characters are so like adorably annoying. I love it. I love it. I love the iconics. And look, like this this tight this championship, like Bailey and Sasha winning it first, okay, fine. Like that's that's probably the right call. But this title was made for teams like them. Yeah, teams. Right. Like, the, like, not two people. Kane Royce and Billy Kay probably 
And you never know because any, as we've learned this weekend and for the last 10 years, fucking anything can happen in the WWE that you least expect. But I don't see either of these two getting a singles push anytime soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of, they kind of need each other. Like they, like, but yeah, the fact that they're, you know, the only team, like, like, from the ground up, not like the boss and hug connection, because let's name them that because they yeah. weren't tag teams before. So now we got to kind of hurry up and push something together. Uh, yeah, I love it. Love the iconics. And, and those belts are dope. they're way better than the men's titles. <laughs> you don't like yeah. the, uh, the, the, the Roman. No, they look like <laughs> props. I hate those guys. I hate both of them. They just got different colors on the fucking belts. <laughs> Like the no, the women's tag team titles are dope. They cool. They look cool as shit. They they they, they look like indie wrestling titles, is what they look like, which is yeah. fine. Like I said, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see them celebrate on Tuesday. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. Yeah, honestly. So yeah, right, right. Team one. Uh, good, good job on them. Uh, finally, not finally, we get we get to the probably the most anticipated match of the card. Look, women's main event. We're all looking forward to it. We wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston because. Yeah. Kofi Kingston being in this match at this event in this year is are it, it's it is more improbable than Daniel Bryan winning the title main eventing at WrestleMania. It's more improbable than Chris Benoit winning you know world title at a WrestleMania. Like it is it is the it is the most improbable person getting that spot that I can think of, and it's and it's wild how it came together. Like it's amazing that it came together, seemingly from happenstance. Yeah, because uh, your boy Ali is injury prone. Apparently, guess he can't cut it. Guess he's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, yo. Yeah. Uh, directed at. Huh? Who that directed at? Oh, you know who is directed at? The one person who does not want a black champion. Even though he wants a black champion. <laughs> Nigga, what's wrong with you, yo? For, I don't understand that shit at all, yo. He ain't black, though. He African. So that'll <laughs> And look, so I, I was uh I was terrified. Um I love you, Malcolm. Yo, don't change. Don't don't ever change, yo. I was uh I was a little worried because so WWE rarely gives you everything you want at WrestleMania. There's usually at least one match that is uh, that ends in crushing disappointment. Look, Based on which how you expected to go, look, and I, I thought I thought it was gonna be Lesnar and Rollins. I thought it was gonna be this. I I, I said last week, nah, yo, they ain't gonna. Vince McMahon doesn't like black love, like he. <laughs> and I was legit, like, and and I was, and and I was calling it right that Daniel Bryan would win partly as a defense mechanism, you know, so that I'm not disappointed when it actually happens, right? But. I'm usually wrong about when I call shit. So that's my like stupid superstitious brain saying, well, if I put it out there that Daniel Bryan going to win, then maybe because of my bad luck, Kofi will win. Right. And, and I mean, God damn, this match was beautiful. Man. What a match this was e- easily match of the night. Like no, yeah. no if ends or buts about it. That's not, it's not even a fucking competition. Like, like they had me, they had me believing, man. Like I'm like, Yo. Every every everything about this match was handled perfectly. Do, like like even even Woods and Biggie and Rowan on the outside was was the exact right way. Like like they were fucking 
the you know the new day had his back the whole match when Rowan inevitably got involved like like fucking Xavier Woods coming out of nowhere diving off the ring steps that it was a fucking great camera shot like I I don't know if they planned on it looking the way it did but it was fucking amazing yeah. how they how they pulled that shit off um look Daniel Bryan is one of the best three wrestlers to come along in this in this generation yeah he is. He absolutely is. And and not that Kofi had to be carried to a great match, but fucking let's just say Brian did his part. Yeah. Making this match fucking excellent. Because he he was great uh in this entire match. Kofi was great as well. Um I like I said, I, I did not know what the outcome was gonna be. I, I I'm gonna say that I didn't believe they were gonna do it until they did it. Yeah, I didn't I, I honestly did not think Kofi. I was like, I'm rooting for everybody black, but I don't I didn't think that they we're going to give the belt to Kofi. Mm-hmm. And when I when he did, I was just like, wow. <laughs> That's all I said. I was the like, crowd, the crowd was perfectly, the, the crowd was perfect in this match. I give the crowd shit all the time, especially smart crowds that usually come, that, that are the type that come to WrestleMania. They played their parts perfectly yeah. in this match. Like even like, like to the point where every time, like, like they were doing the yes chance for Kofi like that. Like that's fucking perfect. Like that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this fucking match right here. Um, it's just, it was just great. It was just great all the way around. I it's just a fantastic match. They, they kept you guessing. Like I said, the, 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 the best thing you could do to old jaded wrestling fans, like the three of us are to be able to truly suspend our disbelief. Yeah. And, and that's what you did uh, in this match. For yeah. Sure. You know, the match was great, and the, the the aftermath. Like I was, I was scrolling through my fucking Facebook timeline, and like people were like, "I almost cried <laughs> when he won the belt." I was like, "God, damn. oh well." I mean, I look, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I almost cried though. I almost cried because I was like, "Yo, I don't believe this show." Because look, look, this is when I almost cried when he brought his sons in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Yo, come on." <laughs> <laughs> got a man up, got a man up. <laughs> right. When he brought his kids and I was like, damn. <laughs> he brought his sons in there, man. I was just yeah. like, yo, come on, yo. My son hopped that rope like it wasn't nothing. Like, like, <laughs> like there you go. <laughs> like, and like they had they had, they had the they had the old belt at the ready so that he yeah. could celebrate. Cause that that was the one thing people said. They're like, man, it's gonna be really like it's gonna be cool if he wins. It's gonna be really shitty seeing him celebrate with that fucking hemp title. Yeah. They, like, so they, they had the old belt ready to yeah, ready to go. I love the black belt. I don't I don't really like the universal joint. I don't like the red. I like the black on that that design. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, well, it's classic. It's classic. Yeah, it's and, a, and they um, brought and they brought new merch as well because the new yeah. day is nothing is nothing but a bunch of fucking pills. <laughs> apparently, uh apparently the the online store started selling the victory shirts before, before. the match was over. <laughs> Who was who was, who was looking at the shop though at that point? You know, I, what know, I, mean? I know. I know. Like, come on. I just thought like that I was saw, funny. I saw, that was one video I saw of MVP watching the match. Yo, come on, yo, come on. And he said, <laughs> "Come on, yo." Come and on. when he saw him win, he was just like, he he just like teared up. I'm like, God damn, is that fucking important? Yeah, it is that important. People backstage would like probably legitimately rooting because they don't know who's gonna win the match. Like it's, it was great, man. And like I don't understand how hating ass niggas don't don't really, <laughs> don't see why this is super important. You know? We've literally had one other one, and even he. 
technicality. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even as little God, has there, right. has, has there really like besides the rock not been Yeah, yo, he's the second. Wow. I mean it has been WCW champions and shit like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Rock and Kofi Kingston are the only two black fucking champions. Booker WWE. T never won the WWE title, did he? No, he didn't. No, he he won, didn't. It was always the world title. Hmm. Yeah. Nope. That is a shame. Yeah. It's fucked up. So it was awesome Fuck. though. What it, 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 it was, it was, it was fucking great. Even even the backstage when they were like when they were, were interviewing um New Day, like they couldn't hold in, yeah. Nor should they. It's just should like they. shit is dope. And like I don't know, man. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how people can't like that, Malcolm. I mean, because it's just it's just good storytelling. Like, I, look, if if Kofi's not your guy, that's fine. But like. Like, come on, I, man. You can appreciate that from a storytelling perspective, right? Especially because, you know, he got there by happenstance and but they made they made it work. And they only had a couple months to do it, but they made it work. And like, the funny thing is, like, it's not like they're running a new playbook. Like right. this this is literally like, like like this is literally the proto Daniel <laughs> Bryan story. Right. Just condensed. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, and, but it's effective. It works. And, and, and like I said, having, having Brian be the foil and, and him using the fucking, the, the insult that was, that was, that was thrown at him, the B plus player insult just made it elevated it to that much higher level. Like, dude, <laughs> I don't know how they decided that to work this, but like this, it was almost, it was almost written in the stars. The fact that, was who got Mustafa Ali got injured? Yeah, Mustafa Ali. Look, he almost got yeah. in the battle royal. <laughs> like he got a little. Well, and and Terrence, the thing is, like the the way this happens. So so Ali gets injured a week and a half before he's supposed yeah, to be in the elimination chamber. Yeah, they throw in Kofi Kingston the week before to determine the the you know like the the runout order. They have a gauntlet match, and I guess Ali was supposed to go through, you know, three dudes in the gauntlet match. They're just like, well, we'll literally just insert Kofi into the spot. But that gauntlet match is what is what started this whole thing because he was crowd behind Kofi Kingston because he was beating guys that you wouldn't have expected him to beat. Mm. Like he pinned Daniel Bryan in the gauntlet match, like that, like that. That was that was a big fucking. It was a big fucking deal. Yeah. So and then they were like, "Hold up, maybe we have something." <laughs> and yeah, it it, it it literally fell into their lap, and 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 credit to them for for running with it because it. Well, I'm it, glad they ran it to his conclusion. Yep. As far as him getting the title, I don't know how long you're gonna hold yeah, it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 right, come on. But I'm like, glad he got it. Yeah. yeah like, we, yeah, this this got transition written all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, when I, again, credit to WWE because they know that the next match that's about to go on is going to be in the worst spot on the card because yeah, you just had boy. this uplifting moment after this amazing match. So what do they do? They choose this one to have where Rey Mysterio has a bum ankle, almost <laughs> couldn't do in the match. So let's just run him out there and have Samoa Joe go over him in 30 seconds and choke his ass out. Perfect fucking fucking. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Yo, like, like they really know what they're doing with this, with this, this year's WrestleMania, man. Like, and look, Rey Mysterio coming out as Mysterio. I don't know. It just, I don't know why it hasn't been done before. But nobody nobody knew who that. Mysterio was until three months ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. So, but yeah, this was perfect booking. 
And that's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see Samoa Joe uh, be full time Brock Lesnar. Like yeah, I want to see him. Yeah, I want to see him run through people. Do you think? So, so it whenever Kofi loses the title, mm. do you think that Joe would be a good guy to to take it off of him? I've always liked Samoa Joe. I've I've always yeah I've always liked Samoa Joe. Um, I'm not going to comment on this though. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that 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 means you've seen something that uh, yeah. that we have not seen yet. Um, next up, Roman Reigns uh, back from leukemia against Drew McIntyre. This is the only match on the card that I could have I could have done with it going the other way. I think. I would, I would, I understand why Reigns won. They wanted the uplifting, you know, comes back from cancer and he wins his match at WrestleMania storyline. Um, I just think it's too, I think it's too predictable. And uh, I think, I think if you want to make McIntyre the monster fucking, you know, eventual champion that they seem to kind of want to do, mm-hmm. I think he's got to win this match. Um, and you could have him do it in an underhanded fashion. Totally fine with that. Um, but that, yeah, that this is the only match that I maybe slightly disagreed with how they booked it mm. on the main card. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't, um, I don't have a problem with it. It was, it was a Roman Reigns match. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. But um, again, this is another one that uh, I didn't need to be here. Um, and it could have saved another 10 minutes off of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of, I was watching like, like I like Reigns. This is fine. It's fine. Fair enough. So next up, Elias comes out. And Elias is <laughs> just foolishness. <laughs> Elias, Elias has a concert with himself where he's playing the other instruments. And he, uh, he gets ready to start uh, his, his, his regular song. And this weird, like, Babe Ruth video comes up on the Jumbotron. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going yeah, on at first. Like, they, like, they, like, like the, the video, it's, it's, the video's, like, telling the tale of Babe Ruth when he called his shot in the World Series against the Cubs. And, like, even, like, they mentioned Chicago, I'm like, is he a punk coming? Fuck, what? Like, what's going on here? It's weird. So, what happens? We watch this video, and then all of a sudden, fucking word life pipes in over the uh the speakers at at fucking MetLife Stadium and out comes uh circa 2003 the throwback uh John Cena doctor of Thug- or sorry John Cena uh doctor of thugonomics uh PhD out to the ring I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean like like 20 years ago all right yo or 15 years ago, or however long. Uh, all right, but like, you 40, yo. Like, like dude, I don't, dude, I, really, I, I fucking love this. This is like, fucking I, hilarious. Look, it, was funny, it was hilarious seeing a 40 year old man like spout off poetry, right? Because he has no flow, right? Like, <laughs> like, and look, I get it, right? Like, because he can't do that because not everybody in the crowd can, like, has an ear for how like rap flows. So he has to deliver it like he's at a fucking coffee shop and an open mic. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't know. It was just funny to me. Like, and I kind of missed it. Like, and it'll never, like, it's not, you'll never see it again. Yeah, you'll never see it again. You'll <laughs> never ever see it again. 
He had the pumps. He had the fucking <laughs> the fucking jersey. God damn it. He thought he saw that he's not doing the like this is the A, this is the F U. I'm like, good. Bring bringing that back. Yeah, man. Excellent. Like, he he did all it like he called him a shih tzu, yo. <laughs> said he <laughs> said he had he had the fucking he had the fucking chain. It was great. And like I said, he 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 got to wear a hat, so we didn't have to see his terrible haircut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that like, and his getting ready to happen bald spot there. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's. <laughs> and so, like I said, he uh, he he hits Elias with three of the five moves of Doom, uh, <laughs> including including uh, pumping up the pumps before hitting the the fu. <laughs> and it was a fun little moment. I really enjoyed it. I really had a good fucking time. Oh man, so. I was I was told like I said if you're gonna do anything with John Cena like d- at least do something unexpected and that was yeah. certainly unexpected that was unexpected boy that old that crowd just fucking blew up so shit was funny um so next up uh, the longest match on the card to no one's surprise uh, Triple H <laughs> versus Batista uh, with Triple H's career on the line we all knew how this match was gonna end um I was surprised to see how far they leaned into the no holds barred uh, stipulation. Like I expected the sledgehammer. Obviously I wasn't expecting triple H to get a pair of needle nose pliers and rip out <laughs> Dave Batista's nose ring uh, in the middle of the ring, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, we'd also be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Batista tripping <laughs> when he first came into the ring yeah. during his entrance. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny, and they tried to cover that up. Oh, Batista's fired up! <laughs> to, yeah. to be fair, he played it off really well because when he came back in the ring a second time, like he did it super slow, and then, <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, like once he got in there. <laughs> uh, I'm very very happy to see that uh, Batista. Has covered up that belly button starburst tattoo because <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. Uh, I'm just happy that he got to he, that he finally got what he wanted. Like he finally got the match that he wanted to go out on his own terms. He did fight. He did post on Instagram this morning that he is officially like that was it for him. This is his retirement match, and he you know thanks everybody for letting him come back one last time. Um, it was a fine match. It was exactly the match that you expected to be. Uh, yeah. This is what a Triple H Batista match looks like when both guys are fifty. Yeah, um, yeah combined age ninety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, sad, sad to see that the announce tables couldn't do the job for them tonight. Uh, but yeah. you know, <laughs> several people went through those announce tables before one finally broke. Like, I'm, I, and I'm talking about like other matches. Because didn't um, Brock Lesnar throw what's his name through the table? Like he threw twice? him. He threw him over a table. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, I don't. I don't remember him throwing him through the table, but he threw him over the yeah, table. Table's pretty goddamn sturdy. So it was fine. Like I said, a good match. A good match. And uh, Triple H lives to wrestle on for three more WrestleManias, probably. So uh, uh, for eight more Super Showdowns. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> how many sound? How many Saudi events it takes? That's how many he's going to do. <laughs> God damn it. Can't can't wait for Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Last time we really mean it this time. (laughs) (laughs) Triple H versus The Undertaker. Well, they're paying us a lot of money, so right. (laughs) Again, in a in a in an I need to fund my kids' college fund match. (laughs) (laughs) So Next up is Kurt Angle's retirement match uh, versus Baron Corbin. Everyone fucking hated the the idea of this match happening, and I don't 
Accept it. Baron Corbin is a great shit heel, guys. Like, he's a shitty, shitty heel. And that's the guy that you fucking want in this match. Yeah, and then I saw people were mad that, like, Kurt Angle did the job for him. Like, that's what you. That's do. what happens in a farewell match, guys. Like that's what happens. Like I don't, I I don't understand the hate. Baron Corbin has grown on me. He is. While we have this weird face, Miz, he's he's my new Miz. <laughs> the, like, the guy you enjoy hating. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, look, this this match, and look, these two had a better match than I thought they would have because that is also true yes. uh, on the road to the final match man uh oh buddy it really it was, yeah the, the kurt angle retirement tour was the kurt angle gets dragged against his will to decent matches yeah, with wrestlers man. that are that are actually in their prime still like you see apollo cruz helping helping uh kurt angle out with those german suplexes i mean come on like like apollo like like the way he was jumping to assist him, it looked like Apollo Cruz was going in for like a standing, <laughs> a standing fucking dunk. Like Jesus Christ, no! Like, <laughs> and look, Cor- like Corbin, Corbin. The thing I love about Corbin, so he knew nobody wanted him there. He played that shit like he was even doing the "you can't see me" <laughs> fucking face on because everyone was asking for it to be John Cena. That was funny. That was funny. That's yeah, great. man. He knows his character, man. Like that's part of wrestling, man. Character, character work, and he knows his character, and he knows it. Look, pff, come on, yo. Good job, good job, Baron Corbin. I can't wait till that dude wins a world title. It's good. <laughs> you, you thought Jinder Mahal winning was bad? Woo boy, it's gonna be great. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship match is uh, Lashley versus Demon Finn Balor. I need I need something to happen with this demon character, man. I need I need I need I need it to be something other than we know Finn Balor is going to win because he decides to paint his face. <laughs> I um, I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, cause he doesn't break out a different move set or you know, like he doesn't like. I I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, can you can you like at least start like no selling? power moves maybe or something like that when you're when your face is painted up or yeah act like yeah act like the ultimate warrior right when ultimate warrior was being a dick or have like a super finisher that you only use yeah. in this in these circumstances yeah i just um I, I don't i don't know i don't know what's what's up with the demon and i like the old demon face paint like this new demon face paint where he's just painting his face black with like red outline. Nah, yo, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Oh shit. But the match was, like the only thing I remember about this match was, uh, that he power bombed Bobby Lashley. Um, and then Bobby Lashley has like weird contacts because he's like, well, well, I'm going to do my version of the demon because Bobby Lashley has a very, very high pitched voice. <laughs> well, credit, I mean, credit Bobby Lashley with at least like he's in a better spot than he was earlier this year with his fucking like sister, not sister, like defending her honor against Sami Zayn. Oh, they had a weird fucking angle with Bobby Lashley before they turned him heel. Yeah. Finally, which yeah. is what he should be. And um, Leo Rush, it, like, like him pairing with Leo Rush is excellent because Leo Rush gets on my. God damn nerves. Um but yeah, like you're right. He is in a better he is in a better place right now, but 
I'm curious to see, uh, I'm curious to see what happens. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I need, I need a long run with the, uh, with the IC belt for Ballard here. That belt needs to fucking mean something again. I feel like it hasn't for a while. So no, it really hasn't. So we get to the main event for the first time ever. The ladies are main eventing WrestleMania as yeah. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match with both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles on the line. Um, very cool uh, homage to Ric Flair uh, with Charlotte Flair's uh, entrance to the arena. Uh, they basically redid the uh, I think it was a, I think it was either a Starcade or a Great American Bash where Ric Flair literally came to the it was at a baseball stadium. And he literally came down in a helicopter, and they rolled out the red carpet for him. They 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 did the same thing here, uh, and that was pretty cool. Um, and Ronda Rousey got Joan Jett uh, to play her in, and Becky Lynch got nothing, <laughs> which is which is very apropos uh, with the story that they were telling. So, can I bitch about Ronda Rousey just a little bit? Like, <laughs> from the I don't very... like the way she walks into the to the room. <laughs> That shit bothers me to no end. <laughs> yo, 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 get out of my head, Terrence. Get out of my head. First off, she comes out smiling because Joan Jett is playing all right. Okay, I yeah, get it. You're excited yeah. to see Joan Jett. Maybe be excited backstage because you're trying to play a character, right? So yeah. she comes out smiling, right? And then it's like, yeah. oh, got to be a character again. As right. she, she, she crosses the Rubicon of the fucking stage, right? Like, oh, and then and then the way she walks to the ring, the way she walks to the ring is like what a little kid thinks that a tough guy walks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 I I I describe it as the anti McMahon walk. Home, home, like 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 Vince is wide open. He's swaggering down right. in the ring. <laughs> like she could not be more like closed in and just fucking like right. I'm stomping on the ground as I'm walking. I'm angry. All right, all right, all right, all right. You are a terrible actress. <laughs> actress, yo. You're the worst actress. And coupled with the fact that I think that that it, it's it's magnified because I think that Charlotte is one of the three top professional wrestlers in the industry, right? In terms of all around, like, she's got great character work. She's got great mic skills. She can work. She looks the part. And she can she can pull a match out of anybody, right? Like, I, I'm very impressed with her as a professional wrestler. So seeing Charlotte, like just fucking own everything, everything about like on the ground that she walks on. Like she's really taken this whole, like I'm the queen thing. Like she's the Beyonce of fucking female <laughs> wrestlers and shit. Right. <laughs> to see that, and then to see, give me that bummer, baby. All right, yo. All right, all right, all right. All right, yo. You had to watch the video, folks. Like, <laughs> to see what I'm talking about, yo. It's annoying. It's it, like it just bothers me. It's really and I don't like her in ring either. I don't. I don't. I don't like her as a person, yo. I, I just. Know. I just don't. I just don't. So, I never have. The match uh, match was good. Um, the crowd was tired, but I, I don't feel like they weren't not into it. I just feel like they were focused on the match. Like, I feel like that they were like on the edge of their seat a little bit yeah. and they were, they were reacting when they needed to react, but it wasn't like, like, like Kofi and Daniel Bryan had like a buzz that was going on during the entire match. And this didn't have that, um, but they were still there where they need to be there. Now there's a table introduced in this match and I didn't really care for that. I don't think this match needed a table spot. 
Well, uh, much like uh, Ronda Rousey, apparently you think tables are for bitches. Yeah, that was that was that was the thing that was annoying me as well. Like, it, like, 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 like she threw she threw the word bitch around like four times that match. Yeah, like we get it, yo, we for no it. reason. We get it. Like, just calm the fuck down. I did, I did like it when Charlotte. See again. Oh, by, Charlotte, by the way, real quick, police, police sirens are an Aaron for those of you listening in cars <laughs> right now. Oh, so, FYI. sorry about that. I, uh, I, 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 where I live is, is, is kind of not great anymore. Um, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. It's, it's gone down. You know how I know my place has gone down. I went to take some trash out to the dumpster and there was a shopping cart there. <laughs> so you, that's how you know you live in a, in a neighborhood that's not not great it was a shopping cart there anyway i, I, I lost my train of thought go ahead <laughs> um oh my god so uh, you, you need a table now here's my here's my qualm with this match uh much like nxt i'm not happy with how they booked the finish now here's the problem i don't know if this was the way they booked the finish on purpose or yeah. this is just what happened. So if you, I've seen two things, right? One one thing is that I've read two reports or whatever, all rumors. Um, one that the finish was a botch, and the actual finish was supposed to be Becky tapping out Charlotte. Um, and uh, the other one is that it is supposed that that uh, Becky was supposed to pin um, uh, Ronda, but it wasn't supposed to be like that. So I don't know. It was a it was it was a messy it was a messy finish. It just kind of came out of nowhere. You didn't get that. They called know. the crowd off guard. Like yeah. like the crowd the crowd was surprised. They're like what what. Yeah, because you want to, especially like when everybody's like kind of logy and shit. Like you want to. There's there's like ebbs and flows and everything has to kind of crescendo so that everybody can feel, you know, your energy and everybody can count one, two, three. You know what I mean? Like it it just the ending left a left a weird taste in, in my mouth. But uh the uh the right person won. Oh absolutely. I mean there was there was no doubt about it that Becky was gonna was gonna end the match or end the night with the titles uh held above her head. But yeah the the way it was the way it ended just didn't it just didn't. It didn't strike me well at all. And it didn't feel right. It didn't feel at right. all. Like it went because I was like, I think they fucked up. So because her because her shoulders weren't down. Like I think she was just fidgeting, like you said. They, she was just fidgeting around, and they were supposed to be down. So you you and weren't. I you and I argue about this. So so my so you said you think they fucked up. I told you last night. Yeah. I I think that they didn't. That this was planned because Rhonda immediately complained to the referee after the match was over, which is something that I don't think you would do if, if that wasn't the plan. Oh, finish. Yeah. That wasn't the plan. Yeah. Outcome. No, I, yeah, no, I think she was supposed to, I think I, I thought it was supposed to be a one, two, three, like just clean like that. But, but like she just the way, the, the way her shoulders were up, were just like, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. And then the commentators, um, mentioned it. Even they, even they said it like right when it happened, the commentators were like, yo, I don't, Think that was a full right, and, and, that, like, and that's why that's why I was worried too. So, for those of you that don't have the history, um, the most one of the biggest wrestling angles of all time was the year and a half build to Sting versus Hulk Hogan 
uh, at Starcade 1997. And because Hogan is a selfish prick who can't do a clean job to save his fucking <laughs> life in the wrestling industry, the 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 finish of this much anticipated like match with this huge build behind it was a fuck smash finish that they had to redo the next night on Nitro, which they did the same exact finish, and so they had to have a rematch two months later uh, at the Super Brawl pay per view, and. That fucking sucked. Like that felt like letting the letting the air out of the balloon on a major angle that should have been a huge fucking moment uh, for WCW. In many ways, it might have been the beginning of the end for WCW is the fact that they bungled that angle so badly. And that to me is what this felt like. Like if if mm-hmm. the, if that was the plan finish, like if they wanted the not definitive pinfall, this was not the match to do that. Dirty. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um especially because they did such a good job of building up this match. Like this was, this was something that people deserved a a clean, like, like a clean win for. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. And apparently Rhonda broke her hand while playing, while playing, while being in the match and, I'm I'm very curious to see where this story goes because you know there there are rumors that Ronda wants to kind of take a break to start a family and and all that other shit. So uh, you know we'll see we'll see. I'm just glad that Ronda doesn't have that. I'm glad that I don't have to hear Ronda Rousey every week. <laughs> That's what I'm happy for. Like so, I'm not denying her in ring ability. She has, she has come a long way. Uh, from she? Doing, she has. Yeah, she yeah. has. Yeah, she really has. Um, what do I, get? I I just I just don't want to have to hear her speak. Fair enough. So that was WrestleMania. Um, like I said, I think it's a bummer that it ended on kind of a <laughs> controversial note, intended or not intended. Uh, what did you guys think overall? Um, and and we'll do our customary letter grades that we do uh, for these events. Um. This is a B plus. The only reason it's not an A minus is just because it's too long, man. Like I didn't go to bed till twelve thirty, uh, East Coast time. And um, if you if you're gonna have long WrestleManias like this, you you might want to think about putting them on a Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, but, we're starting them at one o'clock. In the yeah, yeah. One one of the two things, man. Because uh, something got to give. But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, Everybody that won, in my opinion, should have won, and um, they made and they made me tear up, man. Like, like they they gave me like Kofi's moment is what made that WrestleMania for me. Like that's that's why I will remember WrestleMania 35, not because the women main invented it, which you know is good on them. Uh, I'm glad they got that honor, but um, that Kofi story. Uh, knowing that it came from, you know, dumb luck, and and to to progress into something like that, like that's what WWE should be doing, man. Like that's how you build stories and and how you see that story play out in a match, and it was just perfectly paced, and I I loved it, I loved it. So be uh, be modest for me. B plus. <laughs> oh yeah, B plus. Sorry, I, I, I'm fucking tired, yo. And I think I hear my son crying. Yeah, so. I, yeah, yeah. We can hear. Um, yeah, yeah, I give it a B. It was fun. 
I enjoyed it. Some matches, I'm like, okay, you could have cut that out because I didn't get home till I'm damn near one o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And fucking Kofi won. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was my biggest moment. So, I'm going to give a conditional grade. Uh, a minus if this Becky situation was just a fucking accident and they just, <laughs> just don't even reference it and ignore it. Uh, B minus if they use this to st- to start a controversial angle, um, which I don't want <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a great show. It was an excellent WrestleMania. Um, easily in the top third of all WrestleManias without even thinking about it. Um, probably not. It, it might be. It could be a top five WrestleMania. Like I said, it's hard. It's hard to evaluate that now. Um, that'll, that perspective will come in time. Uh, like you guys said, the Kofi moments, the one is, is the money shot for this WrestleMania. It's the one that I think most folks are going to remember. Um, it was the best match on the card, the most feel good moment on the card. And it was awesome. And like I said, it was, it was a shock and, uh, and it was just, it was just a great moment on what was otherwise a fantastic card, uh, up and down. And you're great. And like Mike said, too long, fucking cut that shit in four hours, please. Yeah. For all of our sakes. Jesus. Yeah. So. Well, that's it. Like I said, we've been here for uh, two plus hours, so we're not going to belabor it. Uh, if you guys stuck around to the end, thanks very much uh, for hanging out, and we will see you guys next time. See ya. Take it easy.